everyone, welcome to Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place to learn more about what goes on beyond what you see on the dance floor. It's about mentality, history, and how the skills you learn in breaking or the arts in general can apply more broadly to the rest of your life. Today we talk with one of the more outspoken and, in my opinion, one of the more interesting people in the breaking scene, DJ Renegade. People might have read some of his now infamous social media posts where he shares his thoughts on what's happening in the breaking community and beyond that. He's at times a quote-unquote controversial guy, but I respect that he pushes people to think deeper and more intellectually about the dance and hip-hop culture. We get into a whole bunch of things from UK, European history and the creation of his crew, Soul Mavericks, to evolving the judging system talks about the Olympics and how sometimes we focus on the wrong things, toxicity in the hip-hop community and more. A real pleasure to get to talk with him and I hope we get to exchange more in the future and I hope you all enjoy the talk. Peace. I'm just doing my K-mail right now. It's <laughs> a good way to start. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, what's up, everybody? We're here with DJ Renegade, Soul Mavericks, and Monsters Crew. That's your popping crew, right? It is. Yeah. There's also a house collective, <laughs> but oh. not really. Oh, okay. I teach some house dancers as well, and and it's called uh, the collective's called Kev's on Tuesdays because it's always on a Tuesday. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, we're getting ahead of ourselves right now. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but DJ Renegade. Uh, somebody that i've you know i've kind of followed you for a while like you know you you have these facebook statuses and you put your thoughts out there a lot which i think is really cool that not a lot of not a lot of people do that so you know uh -huh. you bring up a lot of interesting topics and a lot of interesting things for people to think about so uh really glad to have you on here and share your thoughts and and just kind of like chat with you and pick your brain about stuff what, what do I call you? Do I call you Dean, Dino, Razzy? Whatever you want to call me. You can call me Platchek if you want. <laughs> Maybe uh, I'll do that. Yeah, whatever you want. Anything's okay. fine. Um, yeah, so for anyone who might not know who you are, do you mind just doing a little background on yourself? Um, I'm probably better known as DJ Renegade, but I've I was actually part of the dance scene before I became a DJ. Um, I've been dancing since I was a kid. That's basically my story. So in the, the community that I'm from, my family's from uh, South America, Guyana. Oh. And uh, we lived there, I'd say the first seven years of my life, even though I was born in the UK. We moved back like, almost straight away to Guyana. Hmm. And in that community, dance and music, I guess, are part of part and parcel of the community life in in South America, of course, right? Mm -hmm. um, but my real dance journey starts about eighty, no, late seventies, early eighties, and my real, real dance life starts about eighty two when popping and breaking hit the UK. 
Hmm. And it was like, uh, yeah, a change, a change of pace. Like I started to take dance a little bit more seriously, maybe like committing more time to it. Hmm. And, and then from there, like the story just unfolds to go to DJ and blah, blah, blah. We're probably going to come across those things yeah, as yeah, you yeah. ask questions. <laughs> yeah. But really, I'm like a dancer, then DJ, then whatever the hell I am now. No idea what I am now. Yeah, that's basically my story. Cool. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> my issue. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, now you're, you're kind of. Don't know what I am. Well, I mean, it, from what I've seen, you're one of the people that's, uh, you know, a respected judge, a respected DJ, uh, and just kind of a respected voice in the in the community. Um, I'll take that. Yeah, well, I, that's, I'll take that. That's in my opinion, I guess. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if anyone disagrees, they, then they disagree. That's on them. It's fine. Yeah, it's on yeah. them. I, I mean, um, I, I, I try to be an informer do you know what right. i mean yeah, yeah because i don't know if we're getting it's hard to say like where we're going with this but <laughs> I, I would i would say that in the present time there's a lot of ignorance and a lot of misinformation and i try to be on the right side of trying to move things forward do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. if i get it right or wrong i don't know but i try to be i try to yeah. be yeah yeah i respect that and we'll probably come back to that later yeah, um but yeah for now i i want to know more about the uk history so okay maybe just kind of talk can you talk about um just how it was like when you started out in you said 82 okay. yeah but that's hip-hop right before that hmm. uk's always had a healthy healthy dance uh culture mm -hmm. right so even from when they were um <laughs> i'm not gonna go back too far but from English country dancing back in the Middle Ages <laughs> till till now, there's been a healthy dance culture. In the UK, when I was about eight or nine, when we came back from Guyana to the UK, there was a, a jazz funk scene that had dancers. There was a, a reggae scene that had dancers. And there was like a Northern soul scene that had dancers. And the two that I came across was the reggae dance scene and like the jazz funk kind of boogie, what we call boogie scene, yeah? Mm -hmm. And because my my older sister was like a dancer as well, she took me to things where I was exposed to more dance. Mm -hmm. So I actually started off with a dance style called skanking, which is a- I kind of, I think I heard it's, that. Yeah, it's like a reggae, reggae battling. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So you basically face off with someone and then you skank towards each other. It's a little bit like, like rocking, but not okay. really. Okay. Right. So I you think that's the context you, that I heard it. Maybe, but it's oh, like you anyway. try to shame each other with mm. movements. Right. And this was in the late seventies in the UK. Mm. And then as I got a little bit older, like the, re reggae was dying for me. So I got more into like boogie and jazz funk and stuff like that on the dance side of things. Right. I mean, that music's just been around in my, in my environment, just in general. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I kind of moved to boogie and not jazz so much, but I was exposed to it because of people around me. Mm -hmm. uh, my sister's boyfriend at the time was a, a jazz dancer and I picked up steps and stuff like that from him. And then in 1980, 
two. Um, Jeffrey Daniels. No, it's a bit hazy because it's so long ago. But there was a there were two TV programs that came out that year. Mm-hmm. One was um, Tony Basil. She had a special on TV, right? And it featured Poppin' Pete, a guy named Spaz, Shabadoo, Penguin, oh, wow. uh, Rabbit. Right. Wow. And we saw that and we were blown away. Yeah. And then not long after, um, Jeffrey Daniels from Shalimar was on TV doing popping. Oh, wow. So we kind of got like this, this popping movement started straight away. Because we, a lot at that time, a lot of stuff coming from the States was adopted by the UK, mm-hmm. right? So we had like skateboarding, BMXing, hula hooping, disco, all of this stuff came from the UK. Mm-hmm. And then were like fashionable for a year or two. And then the next thing came or whatever, right? Yeah. So I got into popping first. Uh, in 1982 and then somewhere in 82 possibly early 83 breaking hit the UK now I can't remember specifically what the catalyst was mm-hmm. because it's such a long time ago but it was either the second Tony Basil special or there was the um Buffalo Gals video. Okay. Right? Because what happened is the New York City Raptor that had a uh, Rocksteady and um, Soul Sonic Force and all these guys and Grandmaster Kaz and, and Futura, it came to Europe in 1982. Right? I think they first stopped off in France and then they came to the UK or the other way around. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Right? But I know that they were in the UK November 1982. And there was just this noise, like a buzz that something had changed, right? This new thing had hit the, hit the world. And then we, we saw one, one or two clips on TV of stuff happening. And then you just start copying, don't you, as a kid? Right, you have to yeah. think I was like maybe 12 or 13 years old. And you go to school and someone saw something that you didn't and you picked up moves and then you saw something that they didn't. And then you get this kind of new community coalescing and that's kind of how it kicks off so i would consider the people that got into it at that time the zero generation mm-hmm. because there's like a, a pre-wave and then there's the proper wave oh, okay yeah so like there's like stuff happening where you you have an idea that something's happening but you're not sure and you're oh, trying okay. to do stuff that you've seen and then by 83 then you know what you're what's happening right, right? like right. you get rock steady come over at least one other time and uh break machine come over uh the boogaloos are here in 83 like a lot of noise starts happening in the uk in 83 hmm. right and then the scene turns into something covent garden establishes itself as one of the hubs everybody starts go covent garden um yeah and then the scene just explodes doesn't it like everywhere and there are pockets in other parts of the uk where this was probably happening but you're completely unaware as a 13 year old right like no idea what's happening and then by the time you're 14 there's more of a a structured scene let's say events start happening Hmm. and certain um 
clubs start to uh, to promote hip hop or break dance or whatever it is, and the media really grab a hold of it, and then the, that's for me that's like first generation now, mm-hmm. right? When it gets when it hits the mainstream, that's like okay, then everybody's into it, and there's a thousand crews across the UK, mm-hmm. and everybody you meet is into hip hop and blah blah blah, and yeah. I'm sure that's happened everywhere in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Even in in France, I'm sure it like hit Paris first and then just exploded out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know they went to Berlin and I know they went to Japan. Right. The first New York City rap tour. Right, right. Yeah. And it just kind of swept the world, right? Right. So how how long did that kind of last? The scene? This kind of like boom, I guess? At least two years. Mm -hmm. At least. Mm-hmm. By 84, there was something established. Mm-hmm. You know? There was way more structure. Like there was people coming over all the time from the US, you know, like DJs mm-hmm. and, and dancers. And there was a, there was more of an exchange and our graffiti scene was insanely good. Mm-hmm. You know, our dance scene was insanely good. We had so many dope dancers. Like it was, it was massive. By 84, it was definitely, you know, a thing. Right, right. A thing, yeah. Um, and then by 86 it was dead right that seemed to be (laughs) everywhere yeah 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 Yeah. like no one wants to really admit it or even talk about it but if if we if we look back in a sober manner it was a fad Mm -hmm. right it's like this new thing from the states and everybody jumps on it and then within a few years everybody stopped Mm mm-hmm you know, and you, then you're going to get the diehards that want to continue because it's something you fall in love with or whatever. Right. And you, you continue. I, I was dancing with um, a group. It was, uh, <laughs> how do I put this in the story? So <laughs> when, I, when I first started dancing, I was probably one, the first in my, in my school or one of the first in my school. And then we had like school crew or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. loose yeah. crew. And then uh, other crews started to form. I joined a crew called um, uh, UTFO. No, it wasn't UTF. Tough, tough crew, the untouchable force, right? Um, good and then it, it was good. Like, yeah. it's, when you're 13, 14 years old, right? All of this stuff is just like, wow, do you know what I mean? Like, you had your outfits and everything. <laughs> and then I was I was stolen from that crew because I was a little bit of a talent, right? As a kid, as as you are, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I joined a crew called Unique Patrol, who um the leader of that crew is was a longtime friend. We don't talk anymore, but we were we were friends for a long time. His name's Lone Star. Mm-hmm. And uh he he stole me from TUF and put me down in his crew. And his crew was me, him, and like three or four girls, right? Um, and then, you know, we did shows and we did, we did, yeah. And then after that, when the scene died, mm-hmm. we, we were recruited, I, I would say. I'd, let's call it recruited. There was a guy here that was um, the equivalent of uh, Bambata, okay. right? So his name was Urban Revenge, Chris Sykes. And what he would do was throw park jams and we would be his dancers. So we were the Urban oh, cool. Revenge dancers, right? 
And that's like 86, 87, and as late as 88. So Breaking was dead and we mm. were still going, right? Mm. We actually did a show in Greenham Common, which is, um, it was a, a nuclear, a nuclear, nuclear base oh, in the really? UK. Yeah, yeah. So it was an American base and we were invited there to do American dance, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we went there and we performed and then we battled the, um, the GIs, because obviously some of them break, you know, like right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's at least 80, I was at college, so it's got to be 87. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, yeah. So, like it, it kind of died in 86, and only the, yeah, yeah like the diehard kind of people who really, yeah, because really you're always going to get that, that people yeah, yeah. who haven't got the memo yet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, what was it like? Like, uh, I guess like because at some point it must have kind of come back, sort of, in a sense. Oh, that's a that's a that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, but like, let's stay let's stay between eighty two and eighty six, and then I'm gonna tell you okay. what happened. Right, we'll work our way up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Because I do want to give some shout outs to some people who sure, put sure. it down. Right, there sure. was um, there was some like really really dope. Uh, dancers in the UK like you, uh -huh. it can't be overstated enough right we had so many good crews and so many good individuals here mm -hmm. you know like when you talk about um, London All-Stars you talk about Broken Glass you talk about uh, Rock City Crew you talk about Live to Break you talk about um, Breakazoids the first established crew in the UK were called Sidewalk there was Micron. Those were popping crews. Um, All of those were popping crews? No, no, no. Like the last Just the few. last few. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because popping hit first and then kind of breaking kind of caught up because mm -hmm. breaking maybe hit six months later and then it kind of caught up. But we had so many dope crews across the UK, honestly. I couldn't name them all because it was too many, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Street Machine, obviously, with Evo that you probably heard of. Yeah, yeah. So, so there was like, it was a really, really healthy scene of like mm -hmm. 15, 16 year olds, you know, and a lot of, um, there was a lot of love in the scene. And I don't mean that in a kind of like soppy way. I mean that it was a community. Mm -hmm. It was a real community. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd see people at events or whatever. And it's, yeah, it was like thinking back, as an adult, it was like, yo, that was really like, that was really some a movement. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And and even though some of it is distorted by memory, because maybe there was three or four events a year, <laughs> but you remember it like a million events, and yeah. you remember it like, yeah, we were probably breaking for ten years, and it was really two or three years for most people. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So your memory, your memory does get a bit back to front and that but there was there were we had some really 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 good dancers here man. Mm -hmm. like really really good that pushed the the boat out you know right right uh what what were like the what were the events like i guess in comparison to like how they are now or how they were they were hip-hop events they, they yeah. were hip-hop events we have like all dayers we'd have um graffiti artists there and we'd have like people dancing to reggae there it's, it was a real mixed there wasn't as many rules as today do you know what i mean mm -hmm. and there wasn't that understanding 
that we think we have today. It was just jams, like right. a jam. Right, you know, right, right. there weren't competitions like there were that like there are today. There's no one on ones or any of this kind mm -hmm. of stuff. It was just like people would do showcases, even battles were showcases, hmm. right? Like you'd have one crew against the other, and then someone would judge at the end, kind of thing. It was very rare that you had like battles as the format of today, right? Right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like people would just go down, do a move, and then get up. But it wasn't like burns and all the things that we understand today because yeah. i think we, we probably didn't understand the culture of breaking yeah of course. like that you know because yeah. it wasn't stressed like that yeah you know like when yeah, you yeah. see old footage it's not really burns and all that no it is it's not really do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah there's like up rocking but there isn't really in the breaking there isn't burns in the breaking mm. you just try to execute your moves you yeah. know, like there was, yeah. there wasn't, there wasn't that kind of sophistication like there is today. Hmm. Yeah. But events were like super healthy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, kind of like a, like a jam, like a real jam. Like a real jam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and lots of people... kids because we were all kids, you know? Right. Right. And like, if you were 18, you were old, <laughs> <It was> super <laughs> old, you know? <laughs> Anyone around that age was super old, you know, by, right. by that time, most people stopped anyway. But like when you were 18 years old, there was only one or two people over that age. And right. it was a bit weird, you know. Right. Um, so jams, were we had amazing DJs in the UK. Amazing. Cosmic Jam and Streets Ahead and these guys like super high level DJs, Mastermind Road Crew and Imperial Mixers like. I'm, you're just unlocking memories so i might get some <laughs> of it mixed up do you know what i mean yeah because you know well, you don't think about this stuff for 40 years it's it's a bit of a mess in there you know right, right. um the last big jam that was in the uk was called fresh 86 and that was in wembley um i didn't actually go to it because by that time jams had they had changed for me i mm -hmm. think you know i mean i was 16 i just started uh college and life was changing a bit. I was, I was still breaking, obviously, because I was breaking till about 88, but I wasn't interested in going to every jam because college had opened new door, mm -hmm. you know? Like I wanted to hang out with college people, people I've met in college, you know? There was yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. New, a new group of people I wanted to hang out with. I didn't want to hang out with the, the people I hung out with when I was 13 or 14. Yeah, you really, really were just like, Go, growing up and going to yeah these, you start growing up you start doing new stuff. things you know i want to play table tennis i want to it's different you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. um especially at that age the, the age especially gap, it feels yeah. so big you know like one year can feel huge yeah 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 and that's why we remember like some big long empire when it was really three or four years you know <laughs> yeah, yeah um so yeah a couple of us kept going uh the people in the crew if you ever want to like do any I don't know, research or whatever, because you'll never find them though. But um, there was a guy named Casal, a guy named Sprint. Uh, this is this original I, um, Soul Mavericks? No, this is, there is no Soul Mavericks. This yet. is before? Way before. Way before. Okay, okay. Way, 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 way before. Okay, okay. Um, Sprint, Casal, Dazzle danced with us for a while, Dazzle Fresh, uh, me, Lone Star, Midair. And Doc, it's about seven of us. Yeah, yeah. 
wow. <laughs> yeah, and we, you know, we did shows for Urban Revenge in the park, and then we did Greenham Common, and we did one or two other things. Okay. Where we would come out, do a show, and then he'd give us some shekels, you know. He <laughs> was a fiver, and that was like, hey, like, hey, my bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the scene dies, right? Okay, okay. okay. Now we're moving. <laughs> now we're moving forward. I start DJing, so I actually start DJing eighty six, eighty seven. Again, it's a bit, bit blurry because I know I was in the first or second year of college, but I don't remember the details. Mm. When when this stuff is happening to you, you don't pay attention to dates. You don't yeah. pay attention to all this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't really what care about dates, but <laughs> no, but people try and catch you out. Oh, oh you okay, see, I started in this year, and it's just like I was twelve years old, bro. Like, are you serious right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. And I've done like a zillion things in my life. Like, just because you've only done one thing, like, don't don't think that's me. I've done. <laughs> I've done many, many things in my lifetime. Do you know what I mean? I've lived 10 lifetimes, actually. Right, right. That will probably become clear as we go on. Um, so, yeah, college college happens. I start DJing. I'm still breaking with uh, Urban Revenge guys. And then we kind of stop around 88 because Urban Revenge stops doing stuff. The scene's dead. Mm-hmm. I'm DJing now. Some of the other guys have stopped now. So there's like only me and Lone Star left. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it's done, isn't it? It's done. So I start DJing. I um, I join a, a guy named Blade. We have like a, a semi-decent uh, career. I join another group called Son of Noise. We have a, a, a semi-decent career. We're, tra- we're traveling through Germany and Switzerland and all of these places. And lo and behold, I find breaking again. I meet up with Storm and Swift Rock and Maurizio and the second to none guys mm-hmm. and uh, Crazy Force crew. And then the scene is still happening in Europe, right? A, a reduced one, but it's still happening. So I'm going there almost every week and meeting up with guys that are still breaking in that. I meet uh, Throwdown Rockers, which is Freeze and those guys in Sweden. Okay. That was 92. So between 88 and 92, not much is happening, but there's little bursts of things. Like we have a jam in the UK in 92 in Nottingham that we all go to, but the scene's dead, you know what I mean? It's just like some old, old guys come back, do a bit of breaking for a day and then they're done again. It's whatever, you know? Nostalgia, nostalgia event, right? Right. Um, I start building relationship with Swift Rock and Storm. Swift Rock sends me tapes. I try to distribute them in the UK and say, yo, Breaking's back. At the same time, Tough Tim Twist is doing his thing in uh, Manchester or wherever he was living. Run Corn in Cheshire, but I can't remember where that is, right? (laughs) And, And then he gets Evo back into Breaking, like, because he's met up with second to none and blah, 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 blah. So there's all this stuff kind of just bubbling around, right? Right. And then um, early 90s, I'm at lots of jams with lots of breaking, uh, just building relationships, blah, blah, blah. I meet Thomas Hergenrother, who runs Battle of the Year. All of this stuff is like happening. And then around 94, we throw a jam in the UK, not a jam, we throw an, uh, a launch party in the UK for our album, right? Because of the rap group I was in, Son of Noise. 
and we bring over Storm and Second to None and all of these guys come down and, and break in our jam. Cause I'm just like, I want to promote breaking again. Like, can we mm-hmm. get, can we get this back in the UK? Do you know what right, I mean? Right, right. So you're trying your utmost to get, make that happen. There were other groups trying to do that at the same time, like Born to Rock, who are also from the UK, but it wasn't, it wasn't organized yet. We, we didn't like make contact with each other and try and make something happen. Do you know what I mean? Right. There, actually, there was a lot of, um, uh, competition not competition like you didn't want to work with people because you wanted to do it like kind of yeah 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 small you know? piece is a small pie that everyone's trying to get right yeah yeah small yeah, piece yeah. Of, everyone's no trying pie. to get the same piece of pie there is no pie because you're actually <laughs> there, there is no pie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um so that uh storm and them come over 94 swift rock didn't come because he bloody injured himself um so yeah the relationships are being built blah 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 95 we throw another one for our second album and this time second to none come down and other guys in the uk are in the background you can see them that became b-boys maybe they had already started i don't know but Mm -hmm. they definitely weren't dancing that day right and then that kind of shoots off the uk scene coming back a little bit right definitely something was happening because uh the next year, there's UK Champs, the first one. Okay. So UK Champs, the first edition is 1996. Wow. I didn't yeah. know it went back that far. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was the UK Breakdance Championships, right? And the guy who starts his event, um, I was still in that old school mentality at the time, so... He, he hadn't reached out to anybody on the scene like that to get them involved, right? Mm-hmm. So we all felt a little bit offended. Like, who the fuck is this guy coming uh-huh. trying to run things, right? Again, with that kind of, like, zero-sum game thinking that yeah, you yeah, have, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so I diss him, and everybody disses him and stuff. But we all go to the event like little girls, of course. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, and then... 97 has formed the Scratch Perverts. We become semi, semi whatever. We have a good run, like the DJ Collective. I mean, we we, we contributed to the world of um, Scratch DJing a lot, you know. My crew definitely changed the game a bit. Um, and then where are we? We're in late 90s. Uh... Obviously, Battle of the Year still going. I go there probably every year. Um, so I'm there. Like, the scene's just happening all the time. It's, yeah. Like, it's, it's just like, oh, yeah, I remember being at that jam. So I might talk about something. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I was there. I was, there. <laughs> I was the DJ at that event. What the hell? Yeah. You know? Um, so my, I've stopped breaking by this time. You know, you still play around or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I stopped around... 88 maybe i did some in 92 because i got some footage of that you know but you're still trying um, to like promote it right or trying to get 100 100 to yeah. the uk and just into the world because i'm just like world. yo people are still going on and it's super high level now yeah yeah like that first generation they were good dancers and that but by the time storm and and um second to none and that are on the scene it's just like okay this is something else do you know yeah, what i'm saying right. 
the level is so high you can barely process it you know mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. wow this is like the stuff that we wanted to do that we dreamt of you know <laughs> but go with like i need to go back again right <laughs> around 93 there's a jam in germany what town was it hamburg oh my god there's a jam called the clean jam or the spring jam or some shit and rocksteady are there so i meet legs wigs uh kenny all those guys like properly for the first time instead of being at one side of the barrier they <laughs> right. come on stage with us and everything right like yeah. quick step i meet for the first time um damon frost was there like it was it was just one of those jams that everyone that was there is part of the foundation of the rebirth right right, right. um so yeah you start building with certain man uh finding out stuff about the history that we didn't know before right like who's who's died for example like because you know you see this stuff from a distance right and this is like oh there's these guys from the you look up to them or whatever you don't realize they have real lives man right yeah you know it's just like oh that person's dead what the hell you think they're gonna live forever because they're in your memory they're forever do you know what I mean? yeah, yeah 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 i get that so yeah like i'm jumping around a bit but i told you it was gonna be like this no, no, it's fine. um because there's this so many memories of so many events and so many uh meetings with people and like building with someone and then two years later you see them and you build some more and blah 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 because like i said i first met storm in 92 and then we'd see each other like almost every week for a while and then i wouldn't see him for two years right right and then he'd come to our event in the, in the uk and then we'd build again and it's yeah, yeah. like yeah you know what you're all right we should keep in touch blah 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 blah, blah. right anyway so i'm gonna jump forward <laughs> again <laughs> right so we're in the late 90s there's an event in the uk from by mickey blue eyes you don't know these names but you can find these names and he he also wants to bring breaking back to the uk because he used to break as well right we, we had a few fun times breaking at, around when we were touring anyway um he throws an event called fresh 97 so that's 97 when when i first yeah that's scratch perverts time okay so he throws an event, Air Force crew come over. So I meet up with um, uh, Little Caesar, yeah. Re, um, Ivan. Ivan is in the crew at that time. Like these people are all incredible. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like, yo, something's got to happen with this breaking thing, man. Do you know? Mm -hmm. And obviously at that time, breaking is starting to hit big in the US. Right, all of these crews are starting to happen. Style elements and mm -hmm. renegades and have yeah, yeah. a coro and, and we start getting wind of it. Maybe even as early as 95, 96, we start getting wind that the the, the Americans are back, mm -hmm. right? And they're mm -hmm. super high level, you know. Mm -hmm. I think in the late 90s, I even met Joe from your your from Canada, um, Gizmo. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bag of Tricks came to the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I you know, I, I, I um, corresponded with Joe for a bit. I don't know if you know who Joe is. I don't know Joe. Yeah. Or maybe right. I know him by another name. I'm not sure. Maybe. I mean, I just met these guys, you know, like, that's yeah, yeah, their yeah. names. Yeah. This is Mike. This is Joe, you know, whatever. But everyone knows, yeah, Bag of Tricks. And... 
bag of tricks came over again like someone's got to tell the story of gizmo one day bro his his mark has been left on the scene people are trying yeah but... uh, yeah it's like he's i think you know how like migas used to be kind of unknown yeah. for a while yeah. and then yeah. now all of a sudden everyone knows who he is and i think like gizmo is another one of those guys that's he, he was people the first knew... one of them. yeah yeah exactly he like he was yeah. before migas right yeah and so people who know him they know him and then now people are just starting to kind of find out about who he is and what he did and and just like yeah everything about it yeah there's, there's a story to there to be morning. told bro there's a story there to be told because so many people like appropriated his stuff and mm. they they've got the credit for inventing it or whatever mm. and it's really he's the source of it mm. you know and that that needs to come out really i think in just that's just my opinion right um yeah. i support so that. where are we where are we where are we where are we we're in the two no we're in the late 90s still the scene's right. growing, it's kind of blown up, it's coming yeah. back, blah, 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 blah. Because um, right now I'm just telling my story, do you know what I mean? You yeah, can ask yeah. me questions in a bit, right? Yeah. In 2000, I moved to Holland, I worked there. Um, 2001, I moved to Hong Kong, I worked oh. there. Yeah, I come back in 2002, and my little brother's got respect as a, as a top b-boy in the country. Oh, really? Yeah, my baby brother. And I'm just like, he's been watching my tapes while I've been away. <laughs> my videotapes, bro. What is going on? And he's got good practicing in the front room. And he's one of the best in the country. I'm like, how did that happen? This was like, what, just while you were living overseas? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I come back, I give him some advice. I told him who he should contact, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, Around the 2000s, 2001 or two, I don't know, man. It's okay. Somewhere early in the 2000s, <laughs> I managed, uh, 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 there's Hooch, the guy who throws UK champs, is doing an event called Urban Games at this time, right? And bringing over different people. Dizzy came over, uh, Bebe and them came over, Ground, Ground Zero came over, da 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 da. But in one of his early editions, um, he, he he knew I didn't like him for whatever stupid reason it was, right? That kind of like ownership yeah. reason. And he needed to judge. And he asked me to judge. And I was just like, hmm. you know, I don't even like you, right? And he's like, he's a grown-up, you know? He's like maybe five years older than me. And he's just like, we've never spoken about this, you know, like, how can you dislike someone you've never spoken to, bro? It makes no sense, right? There's a lot of people who do that, though. Yeah, and it's very weird, right? Yeah. But anyway, so we start talking and we build a relationship. Mm -hmm. And because I'm not an idiot, he continues to use me as a judge, <laughs> right? Basically, at his events, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then, obviously, I start... Um, I was judging UK champs a few years. Uh, okay, I need to go back a bit. <laughs> I'm so sorry about this. Hey, I'm so that's sorry. the whole point of this, is that it's okay. It's kind of open so, and you can go wherever you go. Yeah, because there's bits. There's bits. There's bits. Okay, so in '99, <laughs> a guy I went to college with decides that he wants to do an event. 
And it's the first event that's going to be lots of money, right? He called it bank break. I don't remember the details, but I do remember that a lot of crews from the States were over. Mm. They came over for it. So Ground Zero were here. Um, Crumbs and them were here. And it was... The footage is out there, bro. Bank the footage is out there. Bank break. No, the footage is... It's not It's not in the world, but the footage exists. I, oh, okay, okay. That kind right? of out there. Yeah, because at that event, like... Do you know who Hugson is? The hip-hop dancer, the house dancer. I, the, from... uh, yeah, I've heard that name before. Yeah. He was a b-boy. Oh, for real? Yeah. And there's a lot of people... That, that was the first time I saw Wanted Crew. Uh-huh. Right? <clears throat> and they were like... They were kids to me. Because at that time, three years is old. Older mm. than someone, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he's got the footage. I know he's got the footage. Right? And I'm judging at that one. So that's my first major judging um, of an event, right? Um, there was some confusion. There was some stuff about money that I'm not too sure about. But then the guy threw another event in 2003, right? Mm-hmm. And your boys come. Not your boys, but some Canadians come. Drunk, right. drunk monks. Oh, okay. Right? So this was like a massive event with 100K in prizes, the first of its kind in Wembley, Wembley. And again, I'm the judge, right? The judges are myself, Lone Star, and Deadson from Wanted Crew. The host is LL Cool J. You might have seen this footage, I don't know. But it was like, it's uploaded on my um, YouTube channel. But this was like a massive event, you know? Like, we just hit the big time, kind of. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? This is like 2003. The guy's got his own TV channel. There's breaking on this channel. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So he had episodes with breaking in and all sorts, man. It's just like, the footage is out there somewhere. (laughs) Right? Finding it might be uh, problematic. I don't know, right? Okay, well, we'll see if that happens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where am I? What year am I in? Uh, 2000 something? Yeah, so okay. I start judging at, um, at Champs and I'm judging other stuff. I judged Battle of the Year 2001 or two or some shit like that. Um, so that's where my uh, experience as a judge starts. That's where my being a judge starts. Because you're at an event and people are like, oh, you used to break, can you, can you judge? It's just like, sure, why not? I'm not doing anything else. Or maybe I'm DJing, but I could still do that while someone else DJs, whatever, right? So around 99, my proper judging starts. I've judged small events before that, but nothing at this scale, you know what I mean? Like with this kind of money involved and this kind of um, talent involved, because we're talking Ground Zero, we're talking Division Alpha Kings, we're talking Wanted Crew, we're talking um, Full Force, Style Elements. uh, uh, Right. Lots of high level. High level crews, man. Yeah. Right? And I'm judging those events. Mm-hmm. like from when when those events were being born mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like yeah they'd been established a year or two or sometimes i'm at the first one judging or whatever right anyway i moved to denmark <laughs> i moved to denmark in 2003 yeah three yeah okay three 
and I'm, I start teaching uh, breaking and popping and stuff at um, flow dance school in uh, in Denmark, right? That's a school by one of the guys called Wildcats from Out of Control. Out of Control were like a super super dope dance crew from from Denmark. It's like Mr. Steen, uh, Locksmith, and um, Kenneth Wildcats. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. About... You'll, you'll find these names when you look, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I teach it at his school. Uh, Storm comes to visit me with uh, Raphael from Five Amox. And at the time, the UK scene is not so great yet, right? Like, there's obviously talent, but it's not it's not organized or anything, right? And I'm complaining about it. And Storm says to me, basically, he didn't use these words because he doesn't speak like this, but he said, shut the fuck up and do something about it, right? He said something else, but that's what I heard. Close your mouth <laughs> and create action. Like, he wouldn't even have said that. He would have <laughs> probably said, well, this is you should probably think about changing, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> that's know. That's proper deals, like. you know, like, yeah, you should probably think about changing it and seeing what, yeah. So I'm just like, okay. So I come back to the UK 2004 and I recruit a group of girls and I start training them. That's before Mavericks as well, right? Okay. Um, I, they're called Flozaic. They, I managed to get them a show at Battle of the Year where they did like a showcase um they did something at the first breaking convention that i managed to get them and then um 2005 i'm talking to hooch and there's, there's bits missing from all of this story right but basically he felt that the uk level was not up to par right i don't disagree with him and he wasn't going to have a UK crew at UK champs. Yeah. And I, I felt that that was unacceptable. Mm -hmm. So I, instead of crying about it, I said to him, I'm going to build a crew and we're not going to embarrass you at champs. <laughs> Seriously. So you, Seriously. you shut up and you did something about it, right? Yeah, I was forced to. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. what, from what Storm had said, to that day, it was just like, yeah, you know, whatever. You yeah. know, I started teaching some people or whatever, but it wasn't serious yet, you know? But that day, it was just like, it, it was put up or shut up day, hmm. right? And it was just like, you can't not have a UK crew at the UK channel. <laughs> this is unacceptable to me. So yeah. I said to him, look, I'm gonna train some guys and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do something, right? Like, we're not going to win or anything like that, but we're definitely not going to embarrass the UK. Mm -hmm. And and he said, if you can do that, they, they can get on, they can do it. They can get on stage, right? So he provided a place that I could train these guys. Hmm. Uh, the place was called Break Station. It was a place that he had that was free and no one used, bro. I swear like a, to God. Like a studio? It made no sense to me. Yeah, a studio that they had that was for free. And I said, what? How can people not be using this space? It makes no sense. So I'm like, give me the keys. I'm going to get these guys and we're going to turn it into something. So I recruit these guys. The first person I recruited was Mouse. Mouse was actually my, my younger brother's dance partner. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they danced together. So I already knew Mouse, right? 
And I was just like, Mouse, if I've got, if you've got my back on this, then people will do it. Do you know what I mean? So we, we recruited some people, some people that were unknown, some people that had a bit of a level and, and then I trained them. I trained them in break station three times a week, maybe, maybe more um, from 10 o'clock at night till two or three in the morning. And I had a full-time job at the time. Yeah. I was broken, but it needed to happen and it needed to be done. Mm -hmm. And people can talk about it, but unless you do it, it's not going to be done. Sometimes you have to do it. Sometimes you've got to be the one to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, there was a backlash. Like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Blah, 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 whatever. You're always going to get that shit. So there was lots of noise. And then there was some, like, serious, uh, like, fights and all sort of stuff was happening at the time. Because people are not happy when you when you try to change things. This, it is what it is, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I still get that backlash. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. who the fuck does he think he is kind of thing, you know? Um but it's the only way to change things is to do it yourself. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's a super, super, super concise version <laughs> story because it's, it, there's way more than that. Do you know what I mean? Like way, <laughs> way, way more. I think. And like... that's already five hours long. We've been here. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, I mean, it's expected because, you know, you've you've been around for so long and you've seen so much stuff and, you know, connected with so many people that your your like introductory history kind of thing yeah. is longer than some people's like entire talk. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like you can be on the scene. You, you can be in an environment and not 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 know what's going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 it's like living in London. People say, "Oh, have you been here?" And I'm just like, "No, that's for tourists." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But if yeah. you go to another country, you want to visit all the bits. Yeah, right. So yeah. for me, I'm like that that person. I wanted. I I started dancing. I did like three or four different dance styles. I did a, a DJing. I was part of like a bunch of crews. I, I, I started my own DJ crew. That, that became world champions. I I was involved in some of the earliest events that that happened in the rebirth. Mm -hmm. I happened to be at events that were, were really the move movement events. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I was at that. I was at the first of that. Mm -hmm. I DJed the first of that. Or I I was there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. people talk about style elements coming to Europe, I was there, bro. I was right there. When they yeah, hit yeah. Battle of the Year and then UK Champs, I'm at both of those events. Mm -hmm. When people talk about this crew battling that crew, I was probably there. Mm -hmm. Right? So I have yeah, first-hand yeah. experience of being there. Yeah, yeah. Of watching the scene change from half a head spin to 100 head spins and everything in between. Mm -hmm. Right? When Benji first pops up on the scene, I'm there. I'm judging him and Flubber. Right, mm -hmm. I've seen this guy from the moment he popped. When right. crumbs and them guys come to the UK in a, for bank break, right? I'm there. Yeah. When Iron Monkey <clears throat> come, I'm there. When all of these happen, the, all these things happen, I'm there. 
you know? So, like I said, like, who even knows about Gizmo and Bag of Tricks and all this kind of stuff? Not too many people. I was there. You were there. <laughs> I was fucking there. I got another story for you. I went to Rocksteady Anniversary 96 or 97, I don't remember. It's the first time Migas and KML pop. I'm there, bro. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. yeah. To, for anyone to, you know, I'm not sure if people make this claim, but I don't think anyone can make this claim now that you've, you've sh kind of shown that you've been involved in the scene it's not like you're yeah like a tourist or anything like that nah, nah, you know there's nah, some nah. you know there's some people like who they did it back in the day and then they just kind of disappeared and then it you know comes up again and like they just want to be kind of relevant yeah. again you know? yeah 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 like you I were there that. through all the steps of it being all the steps bro no days off i keep saying it and I it kind of irks me a bit when people try to disrespect or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm not a high-level b-boy, right? <clears throat> I never said I was, mm -hmm. and it's fine with me. Not everybody's a high-level b-boy, bro. Uh, most people aren't, I don't right? think. <laughs> right, and, and a lot of the people <clears throat> talking weren't high-level b-boys mm. or even high-level b-boys today. Yeah. Right? They're yeah. just kind of the same as me. They're just noise. Right, so, like some of the people I see speaking, I'm just like, really, bro? You <laughs> couldn't get through the top sixty-four at Silverback. Yeah. So I'm your level. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I couldn't get through either. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something well, that that's something I wanted to ask you about because, like, you know, you you've judged a lot. You've done a lot of coaching, and that's another thing that I want to talk to you about too. Is just yeah, yeah, yeah. coaching, but maybe. Uh, let's kind of get into, well, this can happen at the same time. So, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a mess regardless. Go on. <laughs> but it's just something that I've always found interesting, like, and, you know, it, it comes up with you because, you know, you're, I mean, your name, you often get introduced as DJ Renegade or this kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you said, yeah. you weren't like a high level, like uh, whatever, superstar or whatever. No. So one thing that i want to talk about is like do you think well obviously you don't think this but like what do you think about that that uh I'm trying to actually even just phrase this question what do you think about that like do you think that for someone to be a good judge or to be a good coach that they need to have been at a high level or i mean i All mean I'm you already say, answered it right yeah it's just like i am living proof that that's not true yeah yeah, living proof, bro. Like, yeah. I've been judging longer than most of the, the people on the scene, bro. Because you have to remember, before the era we're talking about, there was mm -hmm. no such thing as judging. Mm -hmm. It was super loose. You just pick someone out of the crowd, or the <laughs> yeah. crowd would judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or some local celebrity would judge that was a rapper or something else. Nobody said a damn thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Nobody. Like, you would literally have DJs judging. Right. Literally. We used to make a joke, <laughs> right? Because it wasn't just in the breaking scene. In the DJ scene, there's this, um, there's this competition called DMC, right? And the DJ mixing championships or whatever. And it's like super respected event, right? And we used to joke in the 90s 
that it's just like, oh, we got Dawn from accounts judging. <laughs> it was literally that. And the dance scene was like that. You just have some random person judging. But because right. they owned the club or something, they were judging. <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of thing exists kind of almost anywhere. Ev everywhere. Like you look at, I don't know, these big TV things where someone gets... Little mama's judging. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. So or, or whoever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. maybe coming, going back a bit, like to someone who says that, like, how do you, how do you justify, I guess, your, your position as a judge? Like, I try, I try not to, because I think the argument isn't framed correctly. Like mm -hmm. when did that become a requirement? Well, like, because most of, most of the people that say this haven't yeah, yeah. been around the scene. They just come on the scene right. and it's their expectation. Their expectation is the thing that we've created, mm -hmm. which is to have organized judges, people from the scene, because before it could just be anybody. It didn't right. have to be from the scene. Yeah, Look yeah. at Battle of the Year 2005. Damon Frost is judging, bro. Mm. Damon <clears throat> Frost is proper. He's never done a, a lick of breaking and no one says anything. Because he's from our scene. Mm -hmm. A guy named Lee Rose was judging one of the early, he's also from the UK. He was judging one of the early Battle of the Years. He's not a B-boy. Mm. He's a popper. It's only in, in recent times that this has become a thing. Yeah. And it's more political than, than anything else, right? What it is, is that people who think that they deserve respect, that used to be dope B-boys or whatever, they're just trying to undermine the whole thing and say, oh, he shouldn't be judging. It should be me because I'm the famous B-boy. Mm -hmm. This booth, it's not, it's, not, it's not authentic. It's not from an authentic place. It's not because they have a problem with my judging. Mm -hmm. It's just they wouldn't sit in that seat. Yeah. And I understand. It, but no. Yeah. And like... You don't qualify to be a judge by being a dope B-boy. No. Yeah. You have to have a fucking brain. And most of them don't. <laughs> it is what it is, bro. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm just asking for the sake of asking, but I totally agree with you. Like, I mean, I was just looking this up today, just to kind of in, in preparation for this, but it was like looking up uh, just stuff on like Phil Jackson, and he's like the greatest NBA coach of all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most championships yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, he was in the NBA. So that's something like good enough to be in the NBA. But he was like a bench player. And like one of the championships that he won as a player was like he spent it in like he had surgery and so he didn't even play. And so like, you know, he wasn't a, a superstar player. He was like athletically good, but he whatever, bro. He had a mind for it. Right. And like that's when you're judging and like that's one thing that I think that just people don't get, and I kind of bring this up a lot in some of these other talks, like, you know, judge, being a good dancer and being a good judge or being a good coach or whatever, those are completely different things. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's obviously some overlap, right? With these things. Cause you're judging. It's tiny. Them. It's yeah. tiny. There's more overlap with judging and teaching than there is with dancing. Hmm. Cause some people are just donuts, but they can, <laughs> they can, they can do moves. Yeah. Moves, yeah. Are they're just mechanical. If you've yeah, got yeah. good proprioception and you understand your body, you can do a move. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can teach the move and it doesn't mean that you understand the move. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. Like, they're completely different. 
Yeah. Completely different. Like, by that argument, Terra should be judging. Terra's a child. <laughs> Terra's yeah. a child. Yeah. But she's better than half of the, what, 90% of the B-boys out there. Not half, 90%. She can do more moves than 90% of the B-boys on the planet. Should she be judging because she can execute moves? Like, don't be stupid. She doesn't have mm. the maturity of mind yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but again, I think that what it is, is that someone started this discussion mm. out of jealousy or whatever, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think it just started with me. I'm just the hot, the hot one. Right? Yeah, yeah. But someone started it and then other people just follow without thinking about it. Like, does that make sense? They haven't thought about it. It's just like the whole judging... Um, uh, discussion. People who haven't thought for one second about what it is to be a judge, like mm-hmm. cognitively, right? Everybody thinks that they can judge, that it's just subjective and an opinion, and and it's way deeper than that. Yeah. But they yeah. haven't even thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then when you yeah. explain it to them, what, what the process of judging is, yeah, then they're like, oh, I didn't realize. Because I've had conversations over the years, right? Um, with dope b-boys and they're just like yeah you know i judge the whole battle at once i'm like you judge 20 minutes of battling in in one go no you don't <laughs> you don't even know what your limits are you think mm-hmm. you're, you're doing that mm-hmm. you're not you don't even understand how your brain works mm-hmm. you have to judge round by round for it to make sense you have to mm-hmm. right that's when the whole round by round thing started before that people were just watching going with their feeling or whatever and then judging whichever way mm-hmm. it was super corrupt yeah super yeah. corrupt yeah, yeah. Right. But until someone changes it, that's normal. And then when you change it and you explain why it makes sense, now this is normal. Right? Yeah. For yeah. most people. Some people still argue the other way, but whatever. Well, they're dinosaurs. I think this is a really telling thing that and I don't even know if this is like the current thing that's being used at a lot of these like bigger events now, but it was a video that Storm made about like the judging system that was they were yeah, 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 developing, yeah. right? And I looked Eight at videos. the number of views on that, and there was like, People maybe I'm remembering this wrong. It was like less than a thousand. Way less. Way less. Like maybe five hundred. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe five. <laughs> yeah, it was. People don't absurdly care, low, and yeah. he gets into like all of this kind of stuff that, you know, like even just. And he, I, maybe he talks about, I don't know, Storm, but like he gets very like analytical about it and yeah, yeah, gets yeah. kind of deep. And so maybe yeah. some people, their brain just turns off like uh, this. No, but the like thing so is, we're, 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 I mean, we've, we built this shit, right? Mm, yeah. So we understand it. Yeah. So if someone wants to ask us, yeah, we're super easy to find, bro. Yeah, yeah. Right. So some yeah. of the terms are technical <clears throat> because we're looking at, something that's complex it's not just yeah, oh exactly. i just point right i point left i hate when people think it's just this yeah yeah do you know what i mean like what yeah. we're talking about is complex analysis mm-hmm. and you well, can't and, just and even just looking at horrible. the way that the judging like the current like well not current the system was i guess uh even if you're using like a pen and paper and this kind of stuff and like all the same it's a system yeah right and like uh, just some of the, the little things that that they uh, he mentioned in the in the video of like having something, you know, if it's like an app or something and just it's a slider and there's no yeah. it's not like a point system it's where it's binary. like one yeah, to a yeah, hundred. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's relative. Yeah. And 
you know, it's something, it's a slider that you can watch the battle and just be like, okay, you know, this much and just constantly be adjusting it however you need it to be. And there's different, uh, like it was. The, the, in, the, yeah. the thing is, right, the abstraction can be extended. Like it's a slider, mm -hmm. but it's also in a way some weights. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this guy's way better, you know? And it's mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Just like this, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just the same. Yeah, exactly. But you can't process that watching a 10-minute battle or a 20-minute... It's impossible, bro, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've done these tests with people mm -hmm. and embarrassed them. <laughs> embarrassed them. We've been through this. Yeah. Like, yeah. people think we just sat there and just, like, just shut this stuff out like we've mm -hmm. tested stuff bro we've yeah. noticed things bro because you can do that when you start really looking at judging right mm -hmm. one of the observations we made for example is that if you got five judges and four go that way and one goes this way right in round one mm -hmm. where's this guy going next time i don't know the other way almost 100 percent of the time regardless of what happens in the battle. Hmm. So he, he could be wrong again, because now those judges went that way. Hmm. So what it is, is that you're sitting there and everything around you is registering. And you're just like, when, when, the, when four judges go that way and you go this way, you feel terrible, bro. Believe me. Hmm. You, you feel it. You're just like, oh, did people notice? Oh, my God. There's all this stuff going through your head, right? when you're not aware of it, mm -hmm. yeah, right? Yeah. And then the next round, you're just like, they went that way that time. I'm going to go that way this time. Really, it happens. Because the numbers show us that it happens. Hmm. You can deny it all day long. <laughs> Most people are not even aware of what their brains are doing, bro, really. Or what their yeah. emotions are doing to them. They're really not yeah. aware. Like, really. When that happens too much, that you're always on the wrong side, it starts to affect your judging. And that's another thing that you'll see. The, the the one who's wrong a lot, he starts to slow his his judging down completely. Hmm. So what what happens is the you know like there's always like a delay or whatever. Okay, sure. Right? Hands go that way and then the the, the last person goes. Okay. Because they're waiting to see which way the judgment's gonna go, right? this person starts to get slower and slower and slower. <laughs> really. The numbers show it, man. Hmm. Because the thing with the system that we designed, it tells you how quick people are responding. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. So you can tell if someone took 0.1 of a second or three seconds. The numbers show. <laughs> Tendencies, hesitations, security, all of it. It shows up, bro. It shows up. So yeah, this is <laughs> this is kind of why, like you know, when I see you talking about, I think it was a recent one, and you were talking about, you know, well, I mean, just people are talking about the Olympics now. Everyone was is or whatever, whatever, right? But your main thing in this particular status update, which you do a lot of them, <laughs> but this one, Some this particular, I enjoy them, but. Uh, this particular one was talking more about, okay, so whatever, we got the Olympics. What's next? What, it, like, people need to start, like, building these things, you know? 
Like I think it's going to happen on its own, bro. Yeah, exactly. And so one of the things that you brought up that I think is a really good thing, and I, I'm sure other people have brought this up to and whatever, but you're just one of the more vocal people about this, I think, is like judge, say, like judge training or accreditation or something like that. Like 100% necessary. You know, people are talking about biased judges. Okay, we'll develop a system or something that's like, this is we're laying it out here everything and i think like dizzy tried that with the hour system and i mean it it maybe i don't know if it's still going around i don't think it is what's that the hour system dizzy's no i think Dizzy's still he's still using it people are still using it yeah the so... thing is that like the the this is a free market everybody yeah. should develop a system yeah you know and what i mean? think it's like it's a step it's okay. in the right direction like whether it works or doesn't work the time will tell right unnecessary yeah, Look, yeah. If, if dizzy didn't have his system we wouldn't have our system yeah right exactly dizzy dizzy forced the scene to start thinking about systems yeah i'm not saying there weren't other systems before mm -hmm. maybe there were but dizzy fought for it he forced the scene yeah to grow up in that way yeah right he got a lot of shit for it and I don't yeah. see eye to eye with him on everything, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. without Dizzy, we don't have the Trivium. We don't have the Olympics. We don't have any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist. Yeah. In a world without Dizzy's hour system, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, I don't know. People have this like all, it's like all or nothing kind of thing. Oh, it didn't work. Okay. Well then like, you know, screw systems or whatever. It's like, no, that, no it's so stupid. That's one man. like iteration of, you know judging systems and you can use that and be like well this doesn't work and well that works and this doesn't work not it's even like... that bro like are you telling me that point in hands works no we've been complaining <laughs> yeah. about that for 20 yeah, years exactly. already exactly exactly what are you comparing it to do you know what i mean like yeah yeah what? <laughs> it's no better or worse and it's actually a lot better right yeah 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 because when people are pointing hands you don't know who's going where you don't remember people don't remember who voted for them but if I've got it in a system, you can say, mm -hmm. all right, I want to call out the judges, but not that guy because he voted for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. You don't know what's going on when you're in, when you're in battle mode. You don't know mm -hmm. who's voting for who. You couldn't remember what song was playing when you got on the stage, you know? <laughs> like, you're completely in a zone, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. We needed a way to, to be accountable. We needed transparency. You know, when it's just a local youth club, who cares? But the minute you start talking money, sponsorship, big organizations, now the Olympics, you can't piss around with, oh, just point right or left. We're just looking for the funk. What are you talking about? Yeah, define that. What is funk? <laughs> it's such a stupid thing. I just want to smack people that talk this <laughs> stuff, bro. They yeah. sound so stupid to me, man. It's just like... How did you get to 50, man? Some, <laughs> well, some like, of our, some of our, the people in our scene, right? I'm just like, you should just say nothing, man. I used to respect you. <laughs> They're so fucking stupid, bro. It's insane. <laughs> insane. I'm not, I'm not going to name names or anything, but some of them are just like, they don't even know what's happening and they're talking about the Olympics. I'm just like, you don't even go to normal jams, man. Mm. Why are you concerned with the Olympics all yeah. of a sudden? Do you yeah. think you're going to get a seat there? Like, yeah, I think, you know, not, not talking like an ignorant moron, you're not. Yeah. The, the people that are, that are gonna like 
be long term with this thing. Those are the people that are going to create these kinds of systems and and grow them and grow the scene into healthy directions or or at yes, least yeah. like try to move it in some direction rather than just staying stagnant and like well this is as good as it's gonna get like there's no way of here i guess this is it like yeah what and i saying? think that's that's one of the most like kind of ironic things from a community that's built around this dance that is like one of the most creative like innovative dances around built with part of the like basis of it is be pushing level and push everything like push the yeah. limits of your mind and your body and everything right and you know people are but so yeah just not that trying. difficult you just point right or left what are you saying to me yeah the dance like, is so much more complicated than the first iteration but we should judge it the same as the first like are you serious right now <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you judge cars based on horses i don't think you do <clears throat> Well, then we still use like horsepower. <laughs> yeah, and that's about it. And we still yeah. use, the, you know, we still have the the language yeah, of breaking, yeah. right? Yeah. We still we still have it, but <laughs> they're not the same. Yeah, yeah. You can't judge them the same. You can't you can't even process them the same. The, the amount of moves these kids are doing in like five seconds, bro. Like, stop already, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Back in the day, it was just like, how many flares could you do? How many swipes could you do? Like. It was super yeah. primitive. Yeah. Well, that's you know? something. That's one thing that I've thought about too in recent years. Because, like, you know, I, I'm sure this. It's just anything like competitive or whatever. Like, whenever you get into that, there's like a an ever changing kind of like meta that evolves of like, okay, well, this will win. Yeah. For now, but yeah, then you know something comes along yeah, and like, changes uh, it. And, and like it's breaking is no different like for a time there was a routines would win everything and if you did a routine whatever but then they you know things get played out or overdone and then the trend changes and it moves into some other thing or whatever it is like yeah you know and I think we're constantly changing and we yeah. need to we need to be adaptable in how we treat ourselves as well you know mm. so the 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 system if we get back to that like mm -hmm. it's not the end it's, it's the beginning you know yeah. i'm busy with the beginning we're an intermediate step and maybe the the best is yet to come mm -hmm. but we can't just like stop we can't just be like i guess that's it that, like what are you saying mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's well, happening like you know, why are we even thinking like this you know yeah and even like i think you know, when I was younger, I used to, I think just some of the people that I was around with, they, they were very, well, everyone's just kind of young, right? And yeah, sometimes kind of ignorant or not, whatever. Not, I don't know, maybe. That's no, it is ignorant because it's normal. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Right. And yeah. so, you know, my, my original kind of image of dizzy was like oh he's trying he's it's gonna water down yeah he's the, trying to do this and trying to it's take gonna over, water down blah, things blah, blah. it's not you know yeah, keep, blah, blah, with the blah. essence or something like that and yeah. like maybe aspects of it are who know whatever right what's but, funny before before you continue is that he's now using that argument oh is he it's so yeah. strange right <laughs> like i love dizzy but you're saying what they were saying to you you become <laughs> you know like what is happening yeah. nothing changes this dance bro yeah this yeah. dance does what it wants and there'll be pockets yeah exactly well, that original stuff it's... and there'll be pockets that are moving so far ahead we can't keep up 
yeah. and there are pockets in the middle that's it's like anything right like you can try to control the direction but you're not going to it's gonna find its own way bro yeah and like its own way you know that's one of the things too with like you know this is this is uh what breaking is and whatever 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 and like you know the olympics that's gonna be it's gonna change it right well maybe it does change it and maybe it does turn into something else and then there's a new it's something completely different but this old way will still exist exactly right that that and then they're just two separate things like and that's fine and that's fine right there's nothing inherently i don't know wrong with that like yeah you might have to deal with depending how it gets turned like the terminology like you might have to deal with this you know breakdance umbrella term that we still deal with but like we've but we haven't and... stopped anyway <laughs> exactly, I, right? I hear old school guys use that term yeah exactly so it's just like don't blame the olympics or blame the media it's just like people are not seen use that term bro yeah yeah yeah. Oh, geez, use that term, bro. If you listen to Kaz, he uses that term. Mm-hmm. Bambata mm-hmm. uses that term. Mm-hmm. KRS uses that term. Mm-hmm. Like, stop running after the media when the problem is right at your doorstep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You worried about the Olympics? It's just like, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's OGs, pioneers, and legends in our scene that still use this fucking term. Mm-hmm. How about you call them and correct that and stop worrying mm-hmm. about fucking the Daily Mail or whatever? Yeah, yeah. What the hell is going on? Yeah, and like, just one thing that we, you, well, Storm mentioned it to you. Like, if you want things to change, if you You don't agree with something, just do it yourself. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and just make it happen. But I think that's one thing that, you know, people don't want to put in the time to do it, or they don't want to deal with the probably long period of time potentially where it's it sucks or it's not good or you're developing it and you don't really know what it is yet or where to go and there's no reward and there's no reward yeah yeah because what happens is when you try to change things and and of course dizzy knows better than anyone people hate on you for no reason Mm. because (laughs) they think that their projection is what you're trying to do Mm. right dizzy was never trying to control the scene that's insane Mm -hmm. He just wanted some way of making things more accountable or to like to, to quantify things, you know? It was just, never about controlling the scene. That's yeah. Dizzy was a child. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, even How just, old was Dizzy when he came up with this? 21 or some shit? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But even he just building kid. something for the future that like Yeah, but his idea of the future, and you can't say that that's not a good idea. You can say it's not a good idea. But you can't say it's not the right idea. Yeah. You, you yeah. don't get to make that call. Yeah. Well, you don't even know, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was just. That's why I defended him from day one. I mm. defended him from day one. I'm just like, <clears throat> no, like, certain people want to do their thing. Let them do their thing. I support mm. their right to do that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even at the time, I didn't agree with his system, right? Because mm-hmm. I was also being ignorant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the yeah. idea of a system being articulated like that. I was ignorant because mm-hmm. I was, of course, we all go through that ignorant stage where it's just like, nah, it's like, let's just point right or left. Like, we don't need all this stuff. Just feel it. Like, people, <laughs> people think that I'm a, I'm a, I don't know. I don't know what they think, but I know what <laughs> they think. I can't articulate it, but it's just like, they think that I'm just always been on this kind of shit. It's just like, no, 
I was resistant to these ideas at first as well. I was super resistant to the Cozen system when Nick was telling me about it. He could tell you, super resistant. Oh, you can't judge like that, the best stuff. What the hell is that? Because that's always my first reaction. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then they explain it and then I'm just like, okay. Okay, I put it in the database. It makes sense. Okay, let's move forward. <laughs> and more people need to learn to do that. Like, okay, explain it to me. Make it make sense. Yeah, and just and then, with, like get rid of your preconceived notion of what. Yes. Like, and just go into it. All right, blank slate. And and then me. afterwards you'll be like, okay. Because we all hate change, bro. Yeah, yeah. We all do. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't want to read a document that tells me, you know, like this has got his, his five... Uh, categories and you have to yeah, read yeah. each one and all. I don't want to do that. Let's work. I just want to point right or left and get paid and go home. <laughs> do you know? Yeah, we need to lose that mentality because it's an actual job and you need yeah. to do the job properly. And to do that, you're going to have to take training. You might have to certify. You might have to pay for that certification. You know, like who knows where we're going to go with this, right? Yeah. Because as it, as it grows... Yeah, especially in the beginning too, like you got to take a chance like if you have to man and it's yeah. di it's dirty yeah. because you do get a lot of um attack and all this kind of stuff and if you're not built for it you shouldn't do it right but mm -hmm. um it's it's dirty bro to change to change things is is a dirty process like afterwards everybody's like yeah i was down with it all the time just like people now are like oh it's in the olympics oh i was down with it all the time no you weren't you were saying mm. that breaking isn't a sport. <laughs> Even though no one was claiming breaking is a sport. Mm. I want to talk about that. Okay, we can I do that. I want to talk about that, right? Well, let's talk about it right now. <laughs> the question is, 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 is not, it's not a question. It's, it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Yeah. How can you ask, is breaking a sport? What does that mean? When you ask somebody is breaking a sport, what are you actually saying? Right? Because yeah. the way that people frame the question, I see what you mean. And even the answer, it's just like, oh, you're saying breaking is just a sport. Right? Because they mm. have zero sum thinking in their head. Mm. Breaking is a sport and nothing else. Who's saying that, bro? Mm. Breaking can be a sport, it can be a culture, it can be an art form, mm -hmm. it can be a lifesaver, it can be therapy, mm -hmm. it, it can be some it, fitness. I know people that do breaking for fitness. Yeah, so if you me. say breaking fitness, <laughs> like, is the answer yes or no? Yeah, exactly. What is it when, when people say breaking a culture? What does it mean to them? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Is it exclusively a culture and nothing else? Well, it because means that can't that be true. There's a way of them like dealing with marriage or dealing with death and dealing with uh, religion. Yeah, that's what they mean, I think. <laughs> right? Makes no sense. <laughs> For some people, breaking is a hobby. Yeah. What are you going to say? Oh, you're not doing it right. What are you talking about? The question, <laughs> the next time someone asks me that question, I'm going to tell them it's a stupid question, really. Yeah, yeah. What does that, what, is, what are you asking me? Is breaking a sport? Can be. If I put it in a certain framework, yes, it is a sport in mm. that framework. Mm -hmm. Is it by nature a sport? Maybe. 
maybe a certain way of doing it is or a yes. certain aspect of it yeah to yeah. say oh breaking's a dance it's not saying anything it's not actually saying anything we know it's a dance some mm. would argue it's not like i remember when breaking first hit the uk the people of my sister's generation said what is that shit that's not dancing mm. yeah right and i'm sure that these same pioneers when they started doing breaking their parents said what the hell are you doing that's not dancing mm -hmm. just like people said that about rap music what the hell yeah. is this this is not music or djing or yeah or djing yeah record's just what supposed to be you just leave it and just that's it <laughs> don't touch it yeah what are you talking about yeah it's a dance like you haven't said anything those words don't mean anything that yeah what's the context of it is it yeah. only a dance is it like well, just, i don't know yeah, what, what are you unpacking are you trying what are you actually trying to say unpack everything and then you can make mm. sense of it you know and then you can ask me a proper question but i think do that's... you think it's fair or right or do you i don't even know what a good question to do with that is uh do you think that no there's no good question is breaking a sport what does that mean yeah i think part of it part of the problem is like i don't know it's like a human need to to categorize everything and have things fit nicely into like little boxes, right? This is, okay, this is what breaking is, or this is what a sport yeah, yeah, is yeah. and this kind of thing. Yeah. And there's a lot of things. I mean, breaking is a perfect example of it where they, they kind of like, it's a combination of, and it, most things are like this. Like they're a combination of everything. many things. And sport is like, martial arts is like this. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you've yeah. been a martial artist, it's a hobby. It's a culture. If you want to follow that. It's mm. a sport. Don't say it's not a sport. Yeah, sport is it's like an, it's basketball an art. is like that. It's it's a war. Yeah, like martial arts is for killing. Yeah, yeah. It's not for UFC in. It's for killing people. Or defending. No. <laughs> martial art, art of war. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People studied martial arts <laughs> to kill other people, bro. Any fighting art was to kill other people, mm. not to defend yourself. This is a myth. <laughs> okay. Complete myth. It's to invade other people, yeah. not to defend yourself against. No, come off it. Right? Yeah. So it's like these things have many aspects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? So if you just say, oh, yeah, it, oh, is martial art a sport? Like, can be. Yeah. What is this question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all in like you know i just talked about this with with actually ayumi right before this not right before uh -huh. like just earlier and we were just talking about this like you know you bring up a good point that a lot of these questions are kind of sort of irrelevant they're not or like or you gotta they're badly it, right? framed they're, they're not, badly framed nobody exactly about it and really what what should be going on is like allowing just different avenues and different ways to explore this thing that we like you have breaking let it explore that sport aspect let it explore the and, art yeah aspect, see what comes out of it the you know see what comes out of it spiritual aspect the fitness aspect yeah. let people do these things and just see what comes out of it and the thing is the you can't stop it yeah yeah you cannot stop it let's say that the ILC won't break in at the Olympics. It's happening anyway, right? Mm -hmm. But in a, in a different universe, 
-hmm. the IOC have decided to put break in the, in the Olympics. <clears throat> like, what world do you live in that you think that you could stop it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Write a thousand petitions. Cry to your mother. Nothing can stop that happening because they can just get anyone to do it, bro. Do not mm. tell me there's not people that are not going to do it. Mm. Because uh, nothing's a monolith in this world, right? So there will always be people who will do it. They may not be the best. Mm. They may not even be good. Mm. It doesn't matter. You cannot stop it from happening. Mm. You can talk shit all day long. Mm. You cannot stop it from happening. And the second I realized that, being an adult, it's just like, you can either help them to do what you think is right or not watch it. Yeah, or do your, you do your own thing, you know. Don't watch it. Yeah. Don't watch it. Yeah. I'm cool not watching it. There's yeah. other breaking things I can watch Yeah, exactly. that fit my vision exactly. of breaking, right? Exactly. If that's what it is. Yeah. But everybody wants to force you to do it their way. Yeah. This is insane. For something that's supposed to be a freestyle art and a freedom, freedom of expression, there mm. seems to be a hell of a lot of rules, my, my bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A hell of a lot of rules since day one. Mm -hmm. You're not a real B-boy. You're not this. You're not... Th it's like, if I want to break once a year, I can do that. Right? I can still do a windmill. I can mm. still do a halo. I can still do a backspin. I can still do swipes. I can't I can't do a halo. You're more of a b-boy than me. <laughs> right? <laughs> the high things, right? Oh lord. Yeah. Like all the guys that people rate spin and all this lot, like all their footwork's for me. <laughs> so I, I, I understand footwork. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So can I still do it like that? Of course not. I'm 50 yeah. years old and I don't practice. Yeah. But if I was to practice for a few months, like I could do that shit. What are you saying? They yeah. act like it's some like. Well, it's like you. Like, okay, so what? all right, this is a good transition into coaching, and just kind of just maybe some of your, I don't know if you want to share just your mentality. Nah, shit, anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah do you <laughs> just talk about, you know, say, coaching and training. Well, you did talk a little bit about training Soul Mavericks, but I've seen some stuff that you've done with like. I think you call it Kev's Kitchen or something. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just literally people in your kitchen, right? <laughs> yeah, popping and and lock and lock in and house. Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, I guess I don't know. Just if you can talk, you can take this wherever you want. But just kind of talk about your approach to to coaching. Okay, so I, I I I've studied <laughs> studied I've studied martial arts since I was twelve years old, right? Mm -hmm. So the same time I got breaking and all that sort of stuff, I was also into martial arts. Mm -hmm. And I, I've done maybe three or four styles seriously. And the, the discipline side of it was important. The reductionist side of it is important. And I'll explain what I mean by that in a sec. And the approach to getting better I learned from martial arts right so the reductionist side is to look at movement and deconstruct it 
right? Okay. Now, you can you can do that um, intuitively. So when you start doing BJJ, which I don't do, but when you start doing BJJ and you're rolling, you're feeling. It's about feeling and and learning how to read the nuance of movement, right? And then okay. you build a database of these nuances and these tells into your understanding of fighting, yeah? So you're mm -hmm. in a position and you know how to get out of it 10 ways. Okay, yeah. Right? When, when you can do that, you understand how the human body works. You don't need to be able to do something to teach something. This is such a myth. And it's a myth in our scene because intelligent people don't think like this, right? You just have to understand the principles of that thing. Uh, I don't know if you know, but I started a Python course recently. I right? saw, yeah, yeah. Right, so I'm teaching Python um, for free, if anybody's interested, <laughs> uh, on Zoom, right? I never coded Python in my life, bro. Hmm. Never. The first time I saw Python was a week before I started teaching it. How's that possible? Because I did assembly language, I've done C, I've done Visual Basic. You know, like once you understand language, so once you understand dance and mm. movement, yeah, it's all the fucking same. You just have to know the accent. But the, the frameworks are exactly the same, bro, really. Yeah, it's yeah. a leg forward, an arm forward, a head left, a turn right. It's just all the same. Mm -hmm. It's all the same, right? Once yes, you understand, point. once you understand the um, the library of moves that you have, then you have to understand the movement. And to understand the movement, you have to talk to people, maybe, and you have to understand the music, especially in dance, right? And you have to, you have to you have to. Um, What's the word for it? It's like method acting. You become the character. Okay. So breaking has a character. Yeah, yeah. Right? And house has a character. Right. And popping has a character. And locking has a character. It's not all the same character, but there's a range. There's a, a, a little range inside that style. Right? And... Mm -hmm. You, you, once you can identify it, you can say that's dope and that's not dope, mm -hmm. right? Like teaching moves is super easy. Teaching head spins, windmills, whatever else. This is nothing. This is easy stuff to do, right? But teaching someone to be dope at a style of dance, you have to have that extra eye of detail, mm -hmm. right? And the same with the, the Python thing. Like I'm teaching Python, which I don't really understand, but I'm using my knowledge of assembly and C and visual basic and da, 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 because those habits that I have from those languages, it's not much different in Python. Mm. You're just trying to do the same things with different languages. Right. Yeah. yeah. Express, right. Like if you were, yeah. uh, like if you were to teach Italian, right. Um, let's say you speak Spanish or something, right. And then you, you learn some Italian. So you can teach Italian now. You're going to have to learn about Italian culture. Mm -hmm. So they use their hands a lot. You're going to use your hands a lot. And 
they speak loudly, right? And these things are part of the language mm -hmm. as well as the vocabulary of the language, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same in dance. It's feel. And you can identify that feel as well as you can identify the moves. Mm -hmm. Because you can't tell me that none of the people I teach are not b-boys. Get the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's like that's a good point to bring up of just like you I don't know I think you bring this up a lot that there's a lot of things that are just you learn something in one area and that those skills transfer into this absolutely you know and people lock themselves off to this ability it's just like yeah yeah why would you do that yeah well and I think I'm not know, I'm not special bro I'm not unique man well I think it's it's just uh like once you become aware of that those connections between ev almost everything like everything is the same yeah <laughs> it's all like, the same. then you're just like oh yeah this kind of makes sense or you just learn like you learn especially with like learning i think is it's kind of weird to say learning to learn but that's something no, that learning people to learn, don't for sure. know how to do right yeah 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 like they, they, bro they just... I, I i was teaching house mm -hmm. i don't dance house <laughs> really this lady asked me to teach her how because I was talking we were talking about coaching right and I'm like Fuck, everything's the same to me like blah 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 and she's like prove it teach me she already was a house dancer right mm -hmm. but she wasn't advancing like she wanted to I guess okay so she's like okay let's let's do a, a, an experiment she's a very intelligent woman and she's like let's do it so start teaching me I start teaching her she starts improving mm -hmm. I'm not special bro I'm just paying attention to the right things, maybe, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, all I need to do is to... I'm a little bit luckier than most. So I know all of the guys. Ejo, Ling, Stretch, Tony McGregor, Seiku. I know that I know them. So I can ask them questions that you might not be able to ask them. Right? Mm -hmm. I've seen them in clubs. So I've mm -hmm. seen the spirit of house. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I can say, you haven't got it right yet. Try this. Try that. Mm -hmm. You know, use your arms more. When when Tony does it, he's like an animal. Like, like think like an animal. Like, whatever it is mm -hmm. that I'm picking up on, I can pass that information on. It's not that difficult, bro, really. It's really well, not. Yeah. I think it's kind of like an eye for detail, right? I for detail, yeah. And I've yeah. got that because of martial arts and because I'm a, a math nerd. A math and computer nerd. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Like, everything's the same to me. It's all, I'm not, I don't see the matrix or anything. But it's all the same to me. Like, movement's the same to me. And languages are very similar. And all of this stuff is super easy for me to learn because it's all the same to me. I don't overcomplicate things. I mm. make them less complicated for myself. So I can yeah. operate in that in that environment you know yeah yeah like i'm a really good popper bro <laughs> like really uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah all right, all right. and i teach the best poppers in the uk right on yeah that's with your is that with monsters that's crew? monsters crew, yeah hmm. and like other people because i've never been selfish either when mm -hmm. i first started teaching mavericks spin and these guys they weren't in mavericks but mm -hmm. I still coach them because I'm just like, I want the scene to grow. I want the scene to be better. If you're aware of what my crew's doing, then you're going to be better and you're going to be a threat to them and it's up to them to take care of it. Hmm. 
you can't be selfish, bro. I'm I'm not in the seventies. Like I'm not <laughs> battling block to block or whatever. It's just like we're battling the rest of the world. Yeah. UK has to be strong, and to be strong, some people are gonna have to cry. And if it's my crew that has to cry, then so be it. Hmm. So that's a lesson they learned, though, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mm. I never thought they'd be great. It was just I wanted to put the UK back on the map, right? And to help some some obvious talents I saw in the scene that just they didn't have the information I had. I was traveling all the time, talking to the greats. You are never going to have that opportunity, mm. <laughs> never. You won't even know what to ask them. So I know what to ask them. And I'll pass that information on to you. I learned so much from Ness and Poe and Kenny and, and all these people that are like the uncles of Soul Mavericks because I was able to speak to them mm. and pick what I could and pass it on to the, my crew. Yeah. That's yeah. the job of a teacher, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely. And, <laughs> and <what>? like, <clears throat> you know, I, I think this is a, another issue with say the breaking scene and it's probably this an issue with any scene it's like yeah once you get past that initial kind of like okay this is how you move and this kind of stuff a lot of stuff is like you got to get into the mental side of things of like let's say like just doing a battle or being under pressure or dealing yeah yeah yeah, with yeah like yeah, yeah. Yeah, just competition or dealing with a loss and how do you deal with that and like learning like or under understanding the, the necessary parts. One of the guys in Monsters crew, my popping crew, mm -hmm. he never battled before I forced him to do it. And then he mm -hmm. won his first battle, I think. Hmm. He'd never yeah. done it before. It wasn't because he's like a street dancer or whatever, right? Okay. He'd he'd never even thought of doing that. You know, a lot of like of those kind of street dancers or whatever they, they are, battling is not their thing, supposedly. Okay right like they're afraid of it or they don't know how to cope with it or they don't understand how ciphers work mm -hmm. and you can walk people through that it's not rocket science yeah yeah it's yeah. not rocket science bro like people pretend like it's some dark art i wish we'd stop speaking like that like anyone <laughs> can learn to break bro yeah anyone yeah. can learn to pop anyone yeah. can learn to be great yeah yeah they just need guidance yeah yeah it's not that scary like like people I've had um, I've had certain criticisms or whatever, right? Like, yeah, he's afraid to battle. It's like, afraid of dancing against someone. You sound like an idiot. I, I mean, are we? Is it? Are these people representative of our scene that someone's uh, afraid to dance? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I grew up in the hood, bro. I'm not afraid to dance against somebody. It's just. <laughs> What world are you living in? You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. just choose not to. I get nothing from it. My ego is not fed by yeah, smoking yeah. somebody. It's, you sound like an idiot to me. I'm yeah. sorry. I rate myself in terms of having an intelligent conversation and getting smoked. That's mm. what I think is a smoking. Mm, mm. I don't think that someone busting a few more moves than me is a smoking. I'm just, I just think you just, just dumb shit. Well, yeah. if I trained a bit harder, I'd beat you. And then you trained a bit harder, then you beat me. Like, what is that? Yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah. Like, one one thing that I've always thought about is, you know, we, we talk a lot about the breaking scene and 
just some of the mentalities that kind of exist in it. And, you know, I always wonder, like, this is a dance and a, and a culture sort of created by like children, yeah, kids. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes like, I don't think that people's mentalities have grown out of that. No. And it's encouraged to be stupid. Yeah. And I hate that about our scene. Yeah. And you know, I and some people, some people think a little further, right? And yeah, but they, they have to fight for that right. And it's very strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they might get attacked for it. Yeah. Yeah. In in a in a thing that like we said is meant to be creative and uplifting. This this is what I was sold, right? I was sold a thoroughbred horse and I was given a pony. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Because I was told that hip hop was about knowledge and, and you know, repping and, and uh, you know, creativity. That's a big one too. Knowledge. Like I hear knowledge. that one a lot. And Bullshit. I very rarely hear people sharing it. Yeah. Like, and the minute you do, they attack you. What the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. There's very few oh, you're just trying to overcome. You're just trying to overcomplicate things. Yeah. What? What are you yeah. saying? That is what knowledge is, surely, to try and understand things, no? Yeah, yeah. And our fucking pioneers use that fucking shit talk. Hmm. I don't even want to get into that argument about pioneers and legends and whatever. It's, it's boring to me. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, guys, you're meant to lead the way. Mm -hmm. Like, you should be you should be open for those changes because it means that our, our that you know that you're stupid, right? Because we understand that that generation, and I don't mean stupid as, you know, I'm not being insulting, but I am being insulting, right? Like, I'm not insulting them, but it's just the reality and the reality is insulting, right? Like the people of the generation before me, even in, in my community, they're nowhere as smart as the, the generation after, my generation. They didn't go to school. They didn't go to university. They didn't have any of these experiences. You know, they worked on the building site. Not to say that everyone that works on a building site is an idiot, yeah. but you know what I'm yeah. saying, right? Yeah. They didn't have intellectual pursuits. They don't understand philosophy or this stuff. And our first generation, b-boys, hip-hoppers, whatever, they are that. So when we get more intelligent people come along, you should be, uh, yes, take it somewhere. You yeah. shouldn't be like, no, don't think. <laughs> don't overcomplicate stuff because you make me feel insecure because I don't understand what's happening. What the hell happened to this scene, bro? Yeah. Well, you know, I think, you know, you got to have a bit, some balance, right? Like... Uh, Who? Name that... me one fucking pioneer that's trying to move shit forward. Really? Really, bro? In an intellectual way. Oh. Be serious yeah. now. Take your time. I don't know. I Well, okay. I don't know if he qualifies as like pioneer, pioneer. But I always thought that this is just my opinion. Like Poe One is one of the guys that tries. No, to he's not. He's not. No? He's not, bro. <laughs> okay. No. You know who we're talking about? Poe's my generation, bro. We're okay, not okay. pioneers, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about first and second gen. Mm -hmm. Who in that group of people is pushing? intellectual pursuits for part of our scene or right, right. or looking at that way like it is humbling believe me like even when i started teaching mavericks and they were quickly getting better than i ever was it's humbling bro yeah yeah, yeah. 
you're getting better with my information and it burns a bit because I wish I could do that shit. You know, like yeah, what? But that's like, like you said, this is kind of just coming back to the talk that we were having about the just breaking being like multifaceted, right? And like yeah. one of the things that I've thought about recently is just how like doing breaking, especially as you get older and you have to, you know, or, and this isn't just breaking, like anything where you're, there's this skill and like other people will eventually surpass you like what you just said you know you teach your yeah. students and they they get better than they're you meant and, to be better than you yeah and and that's something that you kind of have to deal with. and so it's like you you have to kind of deal with your own uh it's like therapy sort of like and it's growth for you yeah it's yeah exactly and yeah. like you learn stuff about yourself and you grow and you you come to terms with these things and and you come to terms with like you're not always going to be on the top or whatever, like things change. Nor should and, you want to be. Man. And should, Fuck yeah, exactly. Hell. Right. And, or just your role will change and it's now it's this, and you're not this kind of person anymore. And you've moved into this role. And now in fact, and, you're, you're probably going to hurt yourself trying to be that person. Yeah. yeah and we've, exactly, seen it, yeah. we've seen it more than one time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, when you get to a certain age, like it's, it's not the same bro. Yeah. It's not the same because we don't have that discipline of say some of the guys that are old that do the Iron Man or whatever, right? Mm. We don't have that. We don't have that, man. They do like the 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 marathon, they do the cycling and they do the swimming, right? Mm -hmm. But they train constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't train. <laughs> we turn up and get down. It's yeah. not the same thing. And if you do that, you get hurt. Yeah. I remember someone talking about that, I forget, and they were like clowning on people for like stretching and getting warmed up. I I used to hate that when I'd hear people say, ah, oh, they're stretching, da, 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 da. Yeah. Like, of course you didn't need to stretch. You didn't do any moves. <laughs> the, all the people that talk that talk, bro. Yeah. They can't even do fast windmills or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even like, you know, later generations, like, you can say that when you're young but then when you get older and everyone a lot of these people, yeah yeah they'll all be like oh yeah my back or you know my yeah, knees, my knees yeah, my especially hips. the knees right my hips and like yes because you know, and what you want to you want to doom the, the present generation to your future that's so smart that's so <laughs> smart really yeah. you know like we're not in the era of the one before right like mm -hmm. this this generation and this era is so different from the previous ones. Mm -hmm. I don't think if you're over a certain age and maybe even I'm in that bracket that you should have an opinion on it. I'm serious. Mm. And I'll tell you why. These kids are battling at the highest levels every week, apart from in 2020, right? <laughs> this year's right, a mess, yeah. right? Nobody has ever done that in the history of breaking. It's yeah. never been a thing. Yeah. Never. The amount of stress they're putting their bodies under, we can't even begin to comprehend. Mm -hmm. Only the next generation is going to benefit from the knowledge built in this generation. Yeah. We're so out of the loop. Yeah. Well, like that's that's kind of what I was getting at with trying to find that balance of, okay, these people, they let's say they were pioneers or even just whatever, later generations, later, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. And like, 
My generation, we didn't train like these kids today, yeah. bro. Get but out I mean, of here. What I'm trying to say is like, you, I don't think people should just like completely, uh, you know, discount their their views or opinions. But it's a, like, you should allow them to speak and, and share their opinion. Yeah, I don't mean it literally. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, mean yeah, it. Yeah. But if, if you were smart, you would keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? I like, see. of course, I... everybody should have their opinion on that, right? Well, but... I, I don't mean I don't mean it like that. I just mean like, you know, there's I was just thinking about this, you know, more recently with and it's again, like as you get older, you kind of start thinking about. So I was thinking about my parents, right? Yeah. And my parents have lived this entire lifetime that I never knew about. And they've lived through, you know, my age and, and all these things, but in a different context, right? Completely and so, different. Yeah, completely different, right? But I'm sure that, that, like you said, and like we talked about, there's a lot of, it's similar experiences. And so things are similar. So there might be something to learn from, you know, listening to them about whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, yeah. And but the pressures are different. But but that's the thing is like that's where that that's where I mean that balance is like it's a completely different environment now that people are in. And completely different, bro. Like there's and, some and, similarities. And some of the rules have changed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you're not aware of those changes, like my, mm -hmm. your parents can advise you. Exactly. But they can only advise you if they've kept up to date, bro. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's that's right? that's where the balance, like like both both sides have to respect i don't know like what am i trying to say here you got to see the whole picture i think yes that's what i'm trying to say but you also have to be able to discern good information from bad information yeah because true. some parents are useless and you shouldn't listen to them at all really very true, very true. right you should listen to the parents that make sense yeah because some parents mm -hmm. produce kids that are useless as them who will produce kids that are as useless as them and we know it yeah so not every parent is the same. Not every pioneer is the same. It's true. Not every newbie is the same, right? So we have to be very smart about who we listen to and who we follow and who's trying to trick us and who's trying to help us. Mm -hmm. Because some people are pretending to help, but really they just want power. Mm -hmm. And some people are just completely useless to the conversation. And we have to know which is which, man. Yeah, yeah. We have to. Bro, especially in recent times, I'm seeing a lot of people expose themselves yeah. as to their level of ignorance, really. Yeah, yeah. It's very sad for me because I had a lot of respect <clears throat> for certain people, right? In the generations before and the generations after. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are disappointing. Hmm. A lot. Hmm. You know, and these are people, some of them I've even watched grow up. And it's just like, how did you end up in this toxic cycle you're in right now? <laughs> how did, how are you so bitter? You've turned mm. into those bitter old guys mm. that hated you when you were coming up. You've turned into them. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. We have to break these cycles because I was promised that hip hop was the answer. I was promised, bro. <laughs> I was told that this was a place that you could express freely without judgment and without you know i was told all this i was like yeah a, a guy came over from uh the zulu nation uh in 1984 maybe five right his name was black <laughs> and he 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 called like a an informal meeting down by the docks and we went to the near this the, um 
River Thames. And it was just loads of heads from the scene. And we were all there to listen to this guy who's going to explain to us about hip hop. And he spoke about hip hop. He's like, his introduction is like, my name is Black. I ain't Black. My name is Black or something. I don't even remember. But it was just like really like, he put his stamp on it, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, hip hop is a movement of this and that, da, 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 da. and I thought, yo, this is like, there's a reason why it connects with people all over the world. Yes, because you think it's a certain thing. It's mm. uplifting and it's positive and it's a place that everyone can be safe. And it's a place like all of these things are meant to be built into hip hop. Mm. And it's not that. Well, I would no. say like in general. No, no? you don't no. think so? No. no, no, no. You don't think it's like. No. <laughs> no. Because every culture is like that. Every culture has the potential to be that. And yeah. all of them fall short because of the people that we let not run it. The people that we enable. Right. But you wouldn't say in general, it's not like that. You wouldn't say, uh, what am I trying to say? Bro, Yeah. you do something different, they cuss you. You try to help, they cuss you. You're not good is, enough, they cuss you. But is that the majority or is it just a few people who are very loud? Ah, uh, but then if the majority don't say anything, what we got? That's a fair point. Right? Because if we were to have a, a, a real movement of... No, I don't want to say positivity, it sounds super corny. But if we were to have a real movement, the minute someone stepped out of line, we would all turn and be like, that is not happening. That's not allowed. Mm. No. You can't say that. Mm -hmm. You're not in the tribe anymore. We've just done it to Crazy Legs. Mm -hmm. You're not in the tribe anymore, bro. Yeah. yeah. So we do do it. But what mm -hmm. about the other, the other things that people have been doing? Like, I'm not going to call names, but you know who I'm talking about. These people that are just on some crazy toxic level cussing people every day and trying to undermine everything and saying this person's fake and all. it's like you guys watch that happen man mm. you didn't say anything mm. you watched this happen so i don't want to hear it if people stood up then it's like okay i get it but nobody stands up because everyone's a coward so mm. so any shit can happen in our scene and no one's gonna do shit See what you mean. Like, I've lived this this hip hop life, right? Yeah, yeah. And I've seen the most positive people mm -hmm. and the most toxic people. Yeah. And many times people follow the toxic people. Hmm. Many, many times. Hmm. Your scene in Canada is super toxic. I'm going on the record of saying that. Because I know a lot about your scene, right? Mm -hmm. it's super toxic you've actually killed your own growth could be yeah <laughs> yeah and all it was was an, a tip over of the competitive nature it was too much well i think you know because canada is like i mean it's a small scene but it's also like very spread out and i would say that the like i think what most people see is maybe sort of the toronto scene 
and it's the biggest yeah, scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. But like, I mean, I guess I'm talking about Toronto. Well, I mean, most people when they talk about Canada scene, they're talking about Toronto, and yeah. maybe in recent years, there some people might be talking about Montreal. But that's super recent. <laughs> but super recent, yeah. And so, like, I'm from Vancouver, and we're West Coast, and is that you know, now or never crew that way? Now or never, they're probably like yeah, the most known one. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Yeah. Um, and but maybe the energy this. is different there. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, and I'm not saying like you know, it's better or worse or whatever. It's just different, and you know, it's gotten a lot of criticism for being you know soft, quote unquote soft. And 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 you, you hear know, the toxicity already straight yeah, away. Yeah. So so we've just kind of I don't know. Or maybe just me. I don't know. Like oh, you guys are all soft. You're not rough enough. Where's the rawness gone? Like, well, like Vancouver, kind of. We've heard that before, and I don't know. People just don't care, and they do their own thing. I think people just maybe smoke too much weed or something, and go on hikes <laughs> too much, or I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah. But like, people just like to just dance and have fun, and and that's kind of it. And maybe that's why it's not known, and it's not like on the competitive scene so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah too much like there's people who've you know made their mark and whatever but uh you know that's just my opinion on like that scene like we we just don't care enough yeah about it. yeah yeah like, and that's fine that's fine to a lot of people it's just it's just dancing but for such a small scene it's it's toxic I, canadians i see what you mean i can see yeah. what you mean yeah like i i remember particular instances of, of this happen. I spoke about it. Um, drops, you know, drops. Yeah. Well, I know right. I met him. Like, you know, of him. I know. Yeah. Of him. yeah. So I, I did a talk in, in Toronto once and I said to them that for them to, cause we were talking about, you know, how Canada is so fucking toxic or whatever. And, um, he never released the video. Um, and it was, I, I advised them. People were there from that generation, like heist and all that. And I was advising them that they should really, really just reach out to the young and try to get together to help the young because it's not about them and da, da 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 Nobody listened to me. Yeah, I mean... Because as an outsider, I don't have any affiliations or anything. Right, I want right. the whole scene to grow and be positive. And the only way you can do that is to put aside your stupid beefs that nobody cares about and try to build another generation of killers, right? Right. Which, That's the only way, bro. Which, like, I think they they did, but, well, not necessarily they did it, but a new generation came up, but... The, the new generation came up in spite of it. Yeah, in spite of it, yeah. 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 But they but should from, have been the facilitators of it. From what I know, some of them, like, I don't know how much, but they had a hand in building some of these people. Some of them. Um, but it should but, have been a, a group... It should have been a group effort if we're a hip hop community. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Right? Yeah. yeah, even in the UK, like, instead of trying to help me, people are trying to kill me, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yo, this is for us. This is for the UK scene. Yeah. Yes, it's my project, but you're going to help or what? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one of the Why things. Why am I the only person of my generation that you've really heard of? How is that possible? Bro, there was thousands of people in my That's generation. Thousands, man. Hmm. And you only know the dope breakdancers. 
I, I, I didn't mean that pejoratively, but you only know the dope people, right? Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. 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 That actually have no legacy apart from themselves. Let's yeah. be straight. Let's keep it 100 in here. I think it's a big one. Why am I the only person? The one who was not the great B-boy. How am I the only fucking person? I think uh, that's a that's a good note to maybe put a we'll put like a bookmark in this one yeah yeah for now because i know there's a lot more but uh you know that's a good that's a really good point to bring up it's like you know we talk about hip-hop as being this this great thing and it's you know community community brotherhood peace well peace love unity and having fun yeah and it's you know I, i need to see evidence of it because my door has always been open, especially to the people of my generation. And all they've done until kind of recently, because a few we've, we've, we've mended whatever, but I was never the attacker, never, ever, ever, ever. Mm. I was always the responder. They would attack me and I'd be like, I'm not having that. So I'm gonna talk shit as well. You know, like I'm not perfect. If you yeah. talk shit, I'm definitely gonna give it to you. I never start, bro. I never, ever, ever, ever start. They start and then I continue. Like, yeah. yo, okay, really? Yeah, I think you know, part of this too is like you maybe just being older older generation and just a more prominent person in the scene. You have a, a bit of a different experience, I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because I'm not just older. I'm, I've... I've just been there as well do you know what i mean yeah exactly like you've been involved like, yeah. i'm not just older yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah, yeah. it's just like yeah yeah we're all old school if you're 50 years old we're all old school right but yeah yeah where have you been do you know mm-hmm. these guys do you have you seen the scene if i showed you a picture of 10 of the top b-boys could you tell me who they are which crews they're in which country they're from yeah. no chance right yeah. so are you really into this or are you just into you mm-hmm. that's a big thing and yeah. yeah it's a massive thing yeah. Like your contribution is more than you, definitely. Mm-hmm. I I haven't really made a contribution in the way that some of the the heavy hitters like second to none and all that have. No chance. No fucking chance. But I facilitated a bigger impact for sure. Hmm. For sure, for sure. And that's my job. My job is not to be a great b-boy. Mm-hmm. My job is to fucking help the scene to do something proper. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Yeah. Big deal being a dope B-boy, bro. Like you've forgotten in no time nowadays. Yeah. And that that comes back to just what I was saying before about like maybe it's not through dance, but I think this is just something in general that everyone should do is like really take some time to figure themselves out before and deal with whatever shit they're they're all doing cuz we're all dealing with some kind of shit. Everyone but just kind of like figure out what it is and just really get to know like you know you who you really it sounds kind of stupid but like yeah but the the problem is we don't have strong centralization of um of maturity we don't have people yeah yeah leading our culture this is it's a double-edged sword because you don't want people to be leading the culture although we do have some leading the culture informally but 
they're all selfish. I'm not going to get at anybody or whatever, but they're not, they're not building community. They're not, mm-hmm. whichever way the community decides to go, they should help that facility. That's what they should do, right? So let's talk about the Olympics. The Olympics is happening. The pioneers or whoever, they should be helping that process. They should be like, this is happening. We need to make sure that it happens right. Don't turn up four years after things are happening and start talking. Mm-hmm. Where were you two years ago? Mm-hmm. I never heard anything from these guys two years ago when the Youth Olympics was on. Or it'll what be are you talking an, about? It'll be an attack instead of a... Hey, and it'll be an attack. I, yeah. How can I how can I contribute? I want to contribute. How can I help? How can I help? Yeah. What are you guys doing? Can I be of service? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That's not what they do. And it's yeah. it's horrible. And people yeah. fall for that shit. Come on, bro. And then talk to me about community. Shut the fuck up, man. Mm-hmm. I'm 50 years old. I'm not a child, man. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, that's a big thing right there. <laughs> they should be making that that um that connection and if they if they if they're not involved because oh, people are always like why wasn't blah blah at the table if you're not involved it's because you didn't involve yourself i didn't force myself into anything people mm-hmm. came to me bro mm-hmm. and said actually one of the reasons i was even involved with that youth olympics games thing is because of those crazy statuses bro <laughs> Really? Because people yeah. are like, yo, Kevin's always talking about fucking judging and all this sort of I stuff. He it. can be assistant. Yeah. Let's hit him up. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. But if you're always talking about dumb shit, ain't no one going to contact you because they don't think you've got anything to contribute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk with you on this thing is because we've all, I think we've only met one like face to face one time one yeah, time yeah. in in an outbreak but uh you know since then i i you know it's kind of hard not to follow your, your statuses I'm, and stuff but they're always they're always interesting they always make you think they always make you think deeper than than just simple bullshit or whatever like petty petty whatever stuff it's it's so boring to me man exactly right and so like, like hey, someone, I'm, someone I'm trying to actually... talk to the people. Yeah, so I'm trying yeah. to talk to the people in our scene who want to know a bit more. Yeah. Whether I'm yeah. right or wrong, at least let's start some conversations, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not all of my opinions are, are fucking gonna be great. I'm a fucking normal person. Mm. I'm gonna make mistakes and say dumb shit, but it's not gonna be dumb shit on purpose. <laughs> I'm just gonna get something wrong, and it's fine. I'm. I'm yeah. I can deal with that. I'm a grown up, right? Yeah. 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 But I, I need people to start thinking and to yeah, start. Yeah. To start asking questions and you know like come on man really are we going to talk about the cypher and all this stuff for the rest of our lives like we're going to the olympics now and people are talking about oh they're not even going to have cyphers there like what are you talking about man <laughs> yeah come or, on bro like come on man you know if i don't know I, just, I always think just if that's a problem throw your own event and just do but that. they don't want to they just want to cuss someone else's event yeah man. yeah you know like oh this event isn't inviting me and this event is like what are you yeah. talking about bro and that's a that's, why do you think you're entitled to that shit yeah that's an ego thing right and it comes back to 
Yeah, but then the enablers kick in. Like, yeah, you should be involved. Like, why should they be involved? (laughs) Yeah. Why? Yeah. I bet people were praying for us to fail at the Youth Olympic Games, bro. Praying for it. But we can't fail. Yeah. Because we're trying to do the right thing, man. And when you're trying to do the right thing, Yeah. Well, I think even beyond that, you're just trying to do something. <laughs> something, yeah. You know, it like so happens that it's the right thing. And the right yeah. thing is to push things forward or yeah. to facilitate or to help people understand what's happening or whatever. Yeah, None yeah, of us yeah. were trying to like, I was writing about this stuff and nobody cared, bro. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't mean nobody cared because obviously people were reading it. But nobody was trying to interact and say, hey, Kev, uh, how can I get involved? How can I help? Nobody. Nobody, bro. And I was ve- like, I was very transparent that even the people on the team were like, yo, you're too transparent. And I'm like, I don't care. No one's going to tell me what to do. If you don't want me, I'm, I'm fine to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't need any of this shit, bro. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I will stay. I will speak my mind. No one's gonna shut me up, really. I'm not that person. And I'm not gonna attack any anybody. I'm just gonna say as I see it, right? Like some people think speaking your mind means talking shit about people. Mm-hmm. I don't talk shit about people. I talk shit about concepts. I'm looking at the, the meta picture, right? I don't care specifically about Crazy Legs's uh, thing. There's something else happening in our, in our scene that needs to be addressed. It's not about legs to me. He's just the catalyst. Now mm-hmm. the door's open, let's talk about it. Because we're all problematic. All the men on the scene are problematic. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to look at everything and deconstruct it and see how we can improve things for everyone. Right. There's not one guy out here that's not problematic, that hasn't looked at women a certain way, spoken to women a certain way, or whatever, right? We have to separate the the banter and disrespect from um, assault. Mm -hmm. That's the Mm -hmm. first thing we have to do. And then we have to solve this problem. And then we have to solve this problem. We're not gonna solve everything at once. That's not how you you program in Python. (laughs) You compartmentalize and then you deal with the most problematic which is the assault, the dick pics and all this crazy shit, right? Yeah. Then you move to the next the next level and get rid of the um, maybe coercion and bullying. And then you move to the next level, which is maybe the problematic language, which is going to be a problem because it's in all of our music and all mm-hmm. sorts. Like we've got a societal problem. Yeah, yeah. We need to talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. We, we're going to have to teach our young guys that if a girl says no, just don't keep trying all the time. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not like, we're all guilty of that. A girl says no. And you're like, no, I'll, I'll still try, you know, like, and you keep chatting to her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the banter continues. And as long as you don't cross the line, then it's fine. You know, no touchy touchy shit. None of this shit. Like we, we have to solve the problem. So I'm not talking about legs, crazy legs. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the wider issue. Yeah. Yeah. And some people will attack legs. Like, oh, if you get rid of legs, the problem's solved. No, bro. Mm-hmm. No, no, bro. That's just that's just one thing 
He's just one know. symptom, bro. Yeah, yeah. He's just one. And he only got caught because of the Olympics. Mm. <laughs> the only reason he got caught. Yeah. Because yeah. no one cared. Yeah. Everybody acting all surprised. Don't tell me that no one knew, bro. He's got friends. Mm. Crew that must have known. They must have known something. They must have, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got hints of something, right? Yeah, you, yeah. You know? Yeah. They don't know. Come on, bro. Exactly. It's no, a... you don't need to know exactly, but you know, yeah. like, if you're if you're sensitive, you can read certain things, you know, like, yo, that guy's a bit weird, isn't it? Or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and sometimes you misread it because some people are super flirtatious, mm -hmm. myself included, but I don't do jack shit like that. You crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I never forced no girl to do anything or or um sent a dick pic or any of this weird shit, bro. I, I you never understand that. that. Never. I... There's no receipts for Kev. There's receipts for Kev having banter. <sighs> and that's about it. Yeah. That's about it. Bottom line, this thing is supposed to be about peace, love, unity, having fun. Let's cool story. Let's, yeah, let's let's actually do something to move it towards that. We can't. The, the okay. first pillar we can't. The first pillar of hip hop, my idealized version of hip hop, is knowledge. So until people start educating themselves, we're not having the rest. Yeah. Well, that's we're not I mean. having peace, love, unity. Because the, the first the hip hop gives you access to the fact that this is not that serious. Mm -hmm. And a dance battle is not that serious. You don't have to punch people because you lose or like go on some rants or whatever else because you're not being chosen to judge or whatever. It's just like, we need to get rid of that mentality. Yeah. And you can't do that without education. You can't. Yeah. Where people are led by their emotions more than their intellect. You can't start anything like that. Mm -hmm. And every great civilization's known that. Mm -hmm. Right, the the, yeah. the the intellects are the one that are gonna push this shit forward, and we have to stop pushing them to the back and the the noise to the front. Agreed. So peace, love, and unity is the second stage. First stage is education. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah, because you have to compartmentalize, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah. have to we have to encourage the value of intelligence. Right, agree, and like knowledge in the the sense of hip hop knowledge. Right, most people don't know anything about hip hop history, formation, uh, the things that were happening. Like interviews with people is whatever. I'm not talking about that. Freshest mm -hmm. kids and all this stuff is whatever, man. Mm -hmm. That doesn't that doesn't give you the essence of what gave birth to this and how we how much we've changed since that time. Stop trying to reproduce a time that you cannot reproduce. Yeah, yeah. We don't live in that time anymore. Mm -hmm. You're faking it. Every last one of you is faking it. If you didn't grow up in that time, mm -hmm. it's performative. You're just doing caricature. You're doing cabaret. You're doing ca I've seen a 12-year-old kid grab his dick. You're doing cabaret. <laughs> this is cabaret. This is You don't even know what that thing's for yet, bro. You don't know what that means, that, that, you know, a kid do that in my day, back in the day, you get your, your face punched in, bro. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Teach the kids the context. Yeah, yeah. Comes back to knowledge, right? Knowledge is first, bro. It's the first. Yeah. All right. Egos later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, now we'll actually put the bookmark in there. Okay. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. I gotta get to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm killing you. It's already fucking. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, really, really interesting talk. And um, you know, like I said, you you were always one of the guys that I wanted to talk shit just, with. <laughs> yeah, just kind of talk with, have a deeper conversation than the I don't know five minutes we got to talk. <laughs> yeah. In, in an outbreak or whatever. And you're one of the, you're one of the very few people, you know, you know, pioneer or whatever, like, no, 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 I mean, no, no, no I mean, like no. in general, like people in, in the scene that thinks about I'm a, this. I would consider myself an elder in my scene. Yeah. But I just mean like in general, you're one of the people within the scene that I think actually genuinely thinks deeply deeper on what this whole thing is. It's very important to me, bro yeah yeah and i yeah and i totally agree with you that there's just not enough people think about these things and that's part of the yeah. reason why this this like why it's a mess well why it's a mess but i just want to talk about like why this podcast why i'm even doing it why i even do the stuff on the channel that i try and do mm -hmm. like having you know, there's a million YouTube channels of, about breaking, about breaking culture or whatever and interviews, but I don't want it to be like, hey, here's a here's like a top 10 kind of whatever, how to how to break dance or or even like, you know, that's part of it. That's some of it, I guess. Right. Uh, but go to a class and keep the the economy growing, pay a teacher and help him, you know, like it's yeah. an economy and yeah. that's what so, people should do. So one of the reasons why these conversations exist is to just start to like, look beyond just this little dance floor thing and yes. what's happening there. Yeah. So, you know, again, thank you for taking the time. No and... problem. Dean. If you want another one at some point, then let me know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I've, I've only just scratched the surface. Yeah, I, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. It's literally 40 years of paying attention because I started in 82. So it's, it's 38 years of paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> and not because sometimes when you're in the circle, you don't understand what's happening in the party, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when you that's... step back a bit and zoom out, you see what's happening. Well, that's a big thing is just yeah, paying attention or just being aware. Yeah. And once before you're aware, it's like you just have no idea that any of this stuff exists. And then once you not to say I'm like some enlightened person or whatever, or you're some magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Person, but yeah. just once you start to see beyond whatever this little bubble is like, you just I don't know. So many things, more things to consider and more things to think about and and bring up and, and, and fix and fix or or build or whatever whatever you would like like you said yeah so yeah again we'll get there thank you for doing this no problem bro sharing, sharing your thoughts asking.
mean, it's nice that you read my statuses. Uh, yeah, and I, I recommend everyone, everyone check them out. They're always, if anything, they're entertaining. <laughs> they're entertaining because most of the time, like a lot of people think I'm super serious about my statuses. I'm laughing as I'm writing them because it's just yeah. funny to me yeah, that I'm yeah. even having to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And some things I write, I don't even agree with. I'm just putting it out there because I want to see, like, and you'll mention that too sometimes and people hate it they don't like it they don't want me to have an opinion yeah. <laughs> good luck <laughs> yeah anyway knowledge yes. educate yourself knowledge first yeah knowledge first that's a good that's a good spot to finish knowledge first yeah um yeah and hopefully this out, bro. thanks for everyone to who sat through this and, and listened and uh, hopefully it made you think. Yeah. And I'm easy to find. Just write me if you have a question. And yeah. He's I, I'm not open. gonna ignore you. He's he had literally met me for a few minutes in Europe and then he was down to do this. So he's, he's And I still write you once in a while just on some bullshit. And, and I don't yeah, even know exa you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Super cool down-to-earth guy and interesting yeah. guy. Thanks, everybody. And we'll talk to you. We'll see you next time. Peace. Yes. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2. That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash RazzyF2R-A-Z-Z-Y-F2. Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening and look forward to the next one. Peace.